In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I like to get the know ya so I can show ya. Put a hurt on ya like I told ya. Give me all your numbers so I can phone ya. Your girl act the same thing, call me yoga. Not on the bed, lay me on your sofa. Call before you come, I need to shave my chop chop. You do or you don't, or you will or won't chop. Go downtown and eat it like a bow chop. See my hips, big hips, so chop. See my butts and my lips, don't chop. Lost a few pounds in my waist, oh yeah. This the kind of beat that go by. Get 
Watch us now, folks. It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. How the heck are you, folks? How the heck are you? It is Thursday. It's Summer House Day, baby. Let's do this. Oh, it just sounded way too positive. <laughs> Guys, trust me, I'm not that positive. Hey, uh, hey, how's everybody doing out there? It's me. Hey, everybody having a special day out there? All right. Let's, let's have fun together. <laughs> Oh my God. I just, I had to go get a coffee and you know, so Starbucks has this like points reward system and I've built up points over the, uh, the years and I save them for special occasions. And I was like, I'm going to use 150 of my points. Cause I didn't want to spend actual real money. So I, <laughs> let me explain to you how money works. Damn, this is already going so wrong. No, so I use the point system in my order. I try to order it so it's like a ridiculous order that I would never pay for in a million years. So I got a Trenti, a Trenti cold brew, <laughs> a Trenti cold brew with four shots with no four squirts or whatever of of sugar free vanilla syrup, and then five espresso, <laughs> five espresso shots. Because if you don't feel like you're dying, you did not get your free drink. That's what I mean. I want the fr I want people when I order my free Starbucks points drink, I want people to like I want the staff to go, that's the guy that ordered that when I walk in because I mobile order it, you know. Um, not to brag, I have a cell phone and it has apps. Whatever. Anyways. But I, I want it to be where people freak out when I walk in of like, that's the man that ordered five espresso shots on top of his cold brew. <laughs> But I wanted I wanted to be really chipper for the podcast this morning. And I'm chipper, folks. I possibly am going to die of heart palpitations at this point as well. But let's just see what we get through together. Uh, I'm releasing this a little bit later on Thursday because I wanted to try to squeeze as much juice out of that Tom Sandoval interview, that two-and-a-half-hour interview that I released on Tuesday. Um, and just give you guys a chance to catch up, even though the people that I know listen – they usually listen to everything no matter it's it's wild you guys are so supportive and awesome but uh that was a lot for me and you know i had i'll never again well this is probably not true but i i really teased that way too long because i did that interview like two months ago i did that interview in january and it really was such a special thing and i started editing it and i had so many you know back like back and forth to get approval for that you know and cutting things out and that interview had over a hundred I think it was like a hundred and thirteen edit points and if you guys if anybody out there edits knows how that that's a lot of edits and I tried to because Tom is Tom will kind of just go off and I I I I mean, I mean that as a compliment. He just gets really passionate and then we'll go to another topic and then I'll try to bring him back and you know but always so much good stuff in there and I also tried I wanted to make him look good even though I think the interview really is based around passion on both of our um on both of our parts you know we were both really I think we're both really 
energetic, excitable people when it comes to things that we really love. And it was such a, a dream interview for me. I had been talking about wanting to talk to him since the beginning of this podcast because I just admire people that really throw everything against the wall, that make big swings, that might get made fun of sometimes for how they are, but still kind of persist and push through that and say, yo, I'm going to make this the best ever, or I'm going to try to make somebody's day. Or And he really just made my day. And, and, and uh, I got so many guys, I was so scared to release that. And I, was, I got so many nice compliments from you guys reaching out or the ones that I got to read, um, or even the ones that are cool, of like didn't really like them before. I liked them a lot more after the interview. Those are always the best because I would love for this to be known as some kind of home where people can come and be themselves, or I can try to show a different side of them. Uh, these things really just help my interview skills in getting better uh, and trying to provide something different because there is so much good stuff out there right now, you guys. I talk about this all the time, too. It's just like the competition for your ears is so insane. I can't imagine the pressure you guys are under uh, sometimes. But uh, oh, also, speaking of that, if you haven't, I feel like this is goes without saying. Get, um, get. Ooh, the mailman just delivered mail, and there's like a slot in the door, and he just shoves it through, and it scares the shit out of me every time. Because I used to grow up with places with actual mailboxes. This guy just shoves it in this like hole in the door, and it always just scares. Anyways, now you know too much. Um, uh, Danny Pellegrino's book. Danny Pellegrino's book, How Do I Unremember This, has come out, and he has done the coolest press tour ever. I think he'll be stopping by here fairly soon, uh, but uh, I will not tell you when, so that way nobody can tell me, when is he coming on? Um, but he did, he got to do The View, and he was, a, he's been the biggest fan of The View. I read The View book, the history of the TV show The View, because of Danny Pellegrino. I don't even watch The View. And I don't listen to Danny's podcast um, anymore. Like uh, now it's been a couple of years. Uh, but, you you know, you can't help but pay attention. What I love about Danny and, you know, he really it's not middle of the road. I, he's, I think he's a truly kind person. And. And, you know, he does it in a very special way, you know, like I can go really hard on people and I sometimes wonder if this gets bigger, if I'll have to um, change or kind of hold back. I hope not. I, I don't think, I mean, there are certain things I just know I can never do, but I don't know. I, I love his press tour because he did the view. He was on watch what happens live. God, that's a dream. He was on the Drew Barrymore show today. He's on, he's doing all of these cool things. And like, that's the dream, man. Like what, how cool is it to show how, and you know, how much hard work goes behind that? You know, it's like Danny's like, you'd be like, oh, he's just naturally funny and stuff. Do you know how hard that dude works? You know, how hard, you know, how hard to watch what crappens dudes work. Do you know, like, that's what I love. I love and hate is that at the end of the day, hard work really does it like anything worth doing or anything successful is so much hard work behind that. It's so much stuff that we as the audience don't see that people put into it. And it can sometimes seem like flash in the pan or like, oh, that guy's just, but it's like, there's so much hard work. And for you to even move the needle a little bit and get out to like people's ears or eyes or anything in this day and age, like back in the eighties and nineties, there was only a few things like, you know, you had your MTV and your VH1. That's it. You didn't have 8 billion other channels. You didn't even have podcasts back then. It's wild. But I, and by the way, I was also just super psyched 
Danny sent me one of his care packages with the book and like Dunkaroos and a Beanie Baby and candies like Lemonheads. And and I was just like, listen, I've said this from the beginning too, is that I never need to be number one. I've never needed to be number one in anything. I've always just wanted to be invited to the party. I don't know if you guys are like that as well. It's like I've always just wanted to be invited. I don't need to be the the leader or the head of the party or whatever. But, you know, when I was a kid, I remember I wasn't invited to the cool kids' parties. Um, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but I wasn't invited. And I I remember that hurting so much. And it's so nice when somebody of that stature, even though I've known Danny for years now, and, you know, uh, he is a peer, uh, it is just nice to be remembered. It is just a very class act. So I know he's not listening, but I know you guys probably listen to Danny as well. So... I'm sure you've already bought his book, but if not, I know it's on sale on Amazon for, I think, like 19 bucks, which is not bad at all. And it just seems like just a really great book about meaning of pop culture, and that hits all of my soft spots. I was thinking, I was like, okay, where if I if I ever got to be as big as Danny, where would what would be my the view? And I was like, does Batman have a talk show? Like I could go on the Batman show and be like, you meant so much to me from the beginning, Batman. And let me prove it. Here's my action figures. Here's my Legos. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about that real quickly. Uh, we're gonna get into somewhere else. Today, we have the lovely Maya Allen, the new cast member for Summer House. She joins us for about a 20-minute interview. Thank you so much to NBC Universal. Thank you so much to Bravo for uh, letting me speak to so many cast members uh, so far. It, it is such uh, such a privilege, and I, I don't take that lightly. Uh, and Maya is one of my favorite newcomers. I think she is such a class act, and I cannot wait to see where she goes from this. In fact, in this interview, we did this interview last Tuesday. And uh, we talk about, is she dating? And then in this past week's episode, we see her, like, meet some dude. We also talk about our general dislike of Austin. So, hey, dude, anybody that uh, doesn't like Austin, I know, is a pretty okay person in my book. (laughs) And then after that, we're going to do a full Summer House recap. Because I got to tell you, folks, this show, in my opinion, keeps getting better and better and better. And I'm in love with it. (laughs) And even when nothing happens, like I always say, I just love it. I love when they're just in their swimsuits, drinking I love when they're at clubs drinking. I love when they're inside eating dinner. I love when the four boxes come up. There is nothing. The only thing bad about Summer House right now, folks, is that they have completely done away with the Summer House theme song. Like, did it, did it, that we don't stop. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a singer, so, but you, like, live in the fast life. We don't stop. I have a hard time on the high notes, but they don't do that anymore. And I love show intros, you know, like it gives it show intros are great because it gives you a chance to go. Okay. Like, cause you just saw like previously on summer house and you see those scenes and then you go into the theme song. We don't. And it gives you a chance to go. Okay. I know what happened in the past now. Cause I saw the previously on, but what's going to happen in the future. This theme song will give me a chance to recenter myself and prepare for what Summer House has to offer this week. Without that, I just go in like a kamikaze pilot. I don't know what's going to hit me immediately, you know? You need the respite before you go to 60 miles an hour. Am I the only one that sees this here? 
I, I just feel, I know they're trying to save time, but this week's episode, you guys, was an hour and 16 minutes. And think about that. That means that they were like, yo, we've got too much good material. We can't, like, that original edit of that episode must have been an hour and 45 minutes, and they cut 30 minutes out, and they're like, yo, bravo, we can't cut any more out. We've got that much good stuff. We need you to give us 16 added minutes. And Bravo was like, oh, I don't know, Summerhouse. I don't know. Don't make us look like idiots. And they're like, no, we need to. Alex isn't there making food this week, but we've got other things. And they're like, okay, we'll trust you, Summerhouse. You've never let us down so far. And they didn't. I think that extra 16 minutes were amazing. I would have gone with the, I want the original cuts of all Bravo shows. Don't cut anything. I don't need it to be digestible. I want it to be long and plotting. I want it to be, when is this over? Like, I've never, I've never done, I've done that with sometimes when you get deep into a housewife season. I think Salt Lake, I felt that like a couple times this, this season where I'm like, when will this be over? And uh, sometimes I was like, are you talking about your own life or are you talking about Salt Lake? And I was like, I think I'm talking about Salt Lake. Um, but Summer House, for me, is just a joy to watch, which it, I don't know. Do you guys think a lot of people haven't jumped on the same? My friend was telling me she listens to um, you guys. I think I'm getting like bit up. I, do I? Are there mosquitoes? What is going on? Sorry. OK, so let's get into this Maya Allen uh, interview, and then we're going to come back. We'll take a, a quick commercial break, and then we will uh, we'll do the rest. We're going to do a full recap, you guys. It's going to be incredibly fun and amazing. Also, I am very aware of the Kim Kardashian telling us to all get off our asses and work. Well, especially women, she said, uh, which we will be talking about, I'm sure, on tomorrow's episode with the OC recap and Monday and all of that stuff. But I just want this to be fun and positive today. And every time I try to root for Kim Kardashian, she blows it in some really – it's like, Kim – you could have just kept quiet. You were doing so well. People were coming around. Like, let let your work speak for itself. Don't tell people that have never been born wealthy to get to work. It's like the – like, how did you think – like – Girl, we're giving you all these compliments, but don't let that give you the uh, the ego to say to everybody they need to get off their asses and work. And poor Courtney's sitting there going, yes, I agree. I'm like, Courtney, come on. We know you don't agree. You lay around a lot. Stop, stop. Anyways, you guys, my favorite newcomer from Summer House. Here she is, the one and only Maya Allen. Welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today, we have somebody that I've wanted to speak to uh, from the very first episode of this season of Summer House. If you guys have been listening to my recaps, she really is my favorite newcomer and has seamlessly joined this cast, which is a very, very tough cast to be a part of. But without missing a beat, she has done it. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about her cookies. Maya Allen, welcome to the show. Well, what took you so long since you've been wanting to talk to me since day one? Maya, I asked. I asked. And they said, my so, they said you were so busy. And I, <laughs> I'm so thankful to talk to you now. My first question is, how is your liver? <laughs> my liver is recovering. It's last night on last night's episode, you were like, I'm starting to feel the effects of the weekends. I, I feel like I aged at least like three or four years this summer, but yeah, no, the liver, the liver took a really good dry January and uh, is 
building back its tolerance for the summer. I feel, yeah, I feel like you need to like it's like a, a montage of training. It's a sport. It's a sport. Yeah, for sure. How many lover boys can you drink? You know, <laughs> for me, I not even that many. Like I can't hold that <laughs> liquid. I'm like, how do you people do this? <laughs> <laughs> the great part about the first couple of episodes is that you really you have this kind of thing of just you're you're observing, you're observing the behavior of everybody. And I wondered what was that like for you? Uh, just even on a like, I'm not good in new situations with anybody. What's that like to observe something and then to have cameras observe it as well? You know. I, of course I watch reality TV. I've, I literally, I, I said, I, I deserve to get paid for it. That's how much I watch it. <laughs> and never in my life could I have expected what I experienced, even with my like advanced knowledge of reality television. Um, these people are psychotic <laughs> and like uh, it's unprovoked that that was the thing that I couldn't believe like things can pop off literally in a matter of seconds and there was so much history that I wasn't aware of so a lot Wait, of it did you go and watch any of the first seasons of Summer House when you no. did they tell you don't do that no yeah and I I'm happy I didn't because I didn't want to make any judgments about yeah people I know people have changed like I know Carl's like if you had met me before you would have felt very differently about me so very differently Maya very differently yeah <laughs> I'll just I'll believe what, what people tell me and say that that's true but other than that like no I didn't want I didn't want any of that knowledge going into it um uh that's great and also potentially scary for you as we see in those first couple of episodes um so you go into this I mean you said you you loved reality shows and that's why you even went into this in the first place you got to get paid for it um yeah. but I mean, there's something else that you actually get in there and do it and mix it up with these people. Um, when was the moment that you started feeling the most comfortable? Is it is it the conversation that we got to watch a couple of episodes ago, which I want to point out was one of the best conversations I've heard on Bravo up until this point, which is wild for it to be Summer House for this conversation <laughs> to take place. But no, surprise, it was Summer House. <laughs> no, no one saw that coming. But in like five minutes, you did something that two years, I mean, like it was like this kind of beautiful conversation where you were so honest and then people just listened. Yeah, I, I, I can't appreciate my housemates enough for their response to that conversation. They gave us a space to talk and to let them know how we feel and about our experiences. And I think the fact that they just sat and listened speaks volumes to their character. And did I feel much more at home? Yeah. I was actually scared to go into the next week because I was like, what are they going to think of me? Do I think I'm like pulling the race car? Do they think like, I'm just like, I can't fit in. So I'm throwing a fit. So I was nervous. And you had this beautiful line with Carl, where you said, I'm going in with the highest of hopes or the, yeah. I, I thought that was so, I, I really I keep saying that this week. I was like, I'm going into this with the highest. Of hope. It was such a nice sentiment, but when you did it, it did turn out, it was better. Correct. It was better. It, I think our parties became much, <laughs> although it's hard to tell that at the bondage party, the bondage, the bondage, the bondage party. <laughs> yeah. But even then I was like, in this weird party setting of this most extreme theme, I feel safe and I feel like I have people that are in my corner that are making sure that, you know, we're checking in on each other. And that's all that it really was about. And as an audience member, uh, that actually that vibe you can pick up on. And that's why I think we enjoy it, because it's not like this is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, where people are potentially like there's like there's a crime involved or something. These these yeah. are friends partying yeah. and we get to see this kind of just fly on the wall camera stuff where it's silliness where you guys are dancing but at the same time having these amazing conversations Kyle said some really amazing stuff at that conversation 
yet he has said nothing amazing about it. Like he's he's stumbled over his words so much at this last birthday party in his speech about the peanut gallery. And I was like, how do you go from this amazing thing with Maya to this horrible speech? Uh, what was that like for you to watch? There are different categories. I mean, that's really all I can say. I still have conversations today with Kyle about that conversation and he's continuously reflecting on it and talking to me about it. Um, so even that in itself is very cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I put myself in the peanut gallery. So uh, wasn't expecting that. I can say that that was one of my favorite moments this season to watch back just because it was kind of so outrageous. Like I was all like, wait, what just happened? Like, if you could see us all looking at each other while it's happening, like I'm trying to process it. I think you hear me say like, I feel attacked because I was like, this is geared at me. Like, what's going on here? Uh, so, I mean, it's just like, it's a, it's a Kyle moment. It's a classic Kyle I, That's moment. what I'm saying. I root for Kyle so hard. And then it's I'm like, always oh, this, they'll have this amazing moment. And then they'll have this really not amazing moment. Also, uh, I got to know, what's the sty look like in person? Is it, is, was it intense? <laughs> um, the sty, honestly, like you cannot ignore it. It was our 12th housemate. It definitely had its own personality. Like we knew when the sty was there, we knew when it wasn't. So <laughs> the sty was watching even when Kyle wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I think the sty didn't did, do that the rest of the housemates did is drink. Well, sty and Carl, they were in the sober section and the rest of us were consuming lots of alcohol. Um, you talk about um, the, you know, even the bondage party. You said, uh, I'm, "I'm, I'm, I'm glad I actually didn't meet somebody at the bondage party." Well, what do you know? Like, I'm glad that I actually. But you know, there is this: will she or will she not? Will we see you be dating this season? Will we see? Because we saw a couple parties now where you've been tentative, and you know, you've actually facilitated Sierra and Carl kissing with the blindfold. Will we see you potentially dating or flirting or anything at all this season? I mean, you just have to watch and see. No, okay. <laughs> please, I need to know. Not a spoiler, do they? Please, can you can you just can, please say you'd never hooked up with Austin, please? I never have, nor will I ever hook up with Austin. Wow, <laughs> yes, 100% certainty. Um, you actually have been like one of the best housemates in terms of, uh, you know, being there for your girlfriends, uh, Paige, you were there immediately for, with this Craig situation, uh, that we're seeing play out. And I know they are together now and everybody really likes them as a couple, but what yeah. we're seeing is the beginning of that and kind of the confusion of that. And I love how you and Sierra are literally on each of side of like, you know, F him, screw that. No, he's gaslighting you within an inch of his life. Are you like that with all of your friends? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, if, especially if I see it, like I can't, I knew in that moment it was so overwhelming and there was truly so much going on that knowing how she cared for Craig, she wasn't going to see it clearly. And I just was like, let's just like table this, pause this. There's too much emotion. He's gaslighting you. Like, let it rest, sleep on it. Let's do this in the morning. I know. And let's then I was fear, but then I was furious when he was there at the house and then she ran to us. He's like, you're right. He is gaslighting me. And then she runs to his room. And I was like, no, I, think, I think they needed clear clarity and that they were only going to get it from speaking to each other in a calmer manner than the way he first came at her. 
Um, we did think earlier, like a couple of episodes ago, you, uh, Carl was sitting in your room and you had talked about how comfortable you are with him. And I, I don't mean to make every relationship a will they or won't they, um, mm-hmm. but there was this really nice camaraderie you guys did have. And then we saw him kiss Sierra, which you facilitated. Um, was there ever a crush on Carl in those uh, beginnings? And are you encouraged to have crushes on the cast? Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's encouraged. Um, (laughs) Interesting. Wow. That's so weird, right? Um, That's crazy. (laughs) It's encouraged. And I think I felt as though there was somewhat of an expectation that there would be like some connection there. But the minute I met Carl, we hit it off so quickly and it was very, very friendly. And I was just happy to have someone in the house that I could speak to that seemed a little bit more level-headed. And so it didn't ever feel romantic for me. Okay. Now uh, I had Luke Gulbrunson on the pod, uh, the show a couple of weeks ago. And I do have to ask this, unfortunately, is he kind of, I don't know what do you, he, we saw you guys, I believe it, watch what happens live sitting next to each other. And it was like, Ooh, and then Luke, I asked him point blank, and he tried, he was like, yeah, Maya's a very special person. I really like, and he kind of like, I mean, what is there, I guess this is something you can't answer. What's, what's no, your no, I can, I can answer this. Okay. There's okay. No, there's nothing going on with Luke. No. Okay. Was there ever something going on with Luke? No. Would uh, Luke want there to be something going on? Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for him, so I won't, but that those lines have not been crossed or even a gesture of no dates or anything of the sort. Okay. Okay. At this point, but there's always next summer. There's always the summer after that, potentially. I I have a really good relationship with Luke. I do speak to him. I would say weekly. Um, We live very close to each other, so it's cool to hang out with him. Uh, It just has been friendly. Do you ever tell him to not wear the big hat around you? (laughs) So it gets bigger each week. The hat gets bigger and bigger each week. I saw online. It was like, Luke has never met a hat that he didn't like. And I was (laughs) like, Hey, that's it. (laughs) He's a model. So nobody's going to tell him he looks bad in the hat. You know, I'm not touching that. He probably has. Well, he does have everyone in that house has a better fashion sense than me. So (laughs) you look amazing. The bondage party. You killed it. Are you kidding? Um, (laughs) Speaking of the bondage party, Andrea, uh, uh, we had uh, a couple weeks ago where he had uh, said, you're saying he's like, oh, that's an old girlfriend of mine. No, no. You know, Um, and now he's bringing you coffee. I noticed now he's carrying luggage. He's bringing coffee. Um, wh- has your relationship with Andrea changed? Do we get to see that over the season? It felt like this last week's episode, you were, you guys were uh, best buds. Yeah. I think that it only changed for the better. His overall awareness of the microaggressions that he truly wasn't aware of. Um, you know, he took that in stride and he, he responded. So I think Andre is a great guy. I, he always was ready to help the girls with our luggage upstairs or like very much that the gentleman of the house. And I just wanted him to be a gentleman with me too. And now yes. he is. That's it. <laughs> um, it we also, uh, you talk a lot about, and I think this is actually a very important issue as well, is that you would come off a five-year engagement, I believe. And, you know, I, I come, I, I'm a, I, I've been divorced and, and I think that's a very important thing. And you had this really beautiful speech, not speech, but you were telling Paige of like, I've been there. I've been in this position and, you know, that I am happy now. I am I am a, a complete person because I know that feeling of really hopelessness when you get out of a relationship. Um, you know, what was that experience like of, of such heartache and then rebuilding again for you? 
I mean, I, I don't even know if I can put into words. It's truly having, you had, I had to re-identify myself in a way. Um, I was so comfortable and used to one dynamic in my life that was now shifting and it was tough, but again, I'm here. I did it. I'm okay. Like I I'm happy. So I think, I think it's really scary knowing or even anticipating a breakup, what you're going to do next. Like, how is this going to look? What is my life going to be? Am I just going to be lonely and sad the whole time? And it doesn't have to be this. It's hard and it it will be hard. It will be sad, but it doesn't have to be necessarily like a sad story. It could be like a moment of rebirth. And I wasn't encouraging necessarily a split of their relationship. Oh no. And I'm not saying that you, you, you made that very clear. All the girls did. Yeah, but I think it's a good perspective to have because sometimes in relationships you just even can't even see that far ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibility. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, my friend always like, you'll only feel this low at one point in your life, and then your heart gets used to the hurt and it kind of like passes <laughs> over. It, like, you know? a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I remember this feeling and I remember this. I'll get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's such an important thing. That's why I love shows like this, is that they'll always have this kind of element of truth, which you bring to it. And you speak about identity, um, not just in regards to your race, but just in like I'm Maya, you know, my ex. I was always kind of known as somebody that was working with my ex or something like that. Has this show really helped you um, solidify not not just your identity, but also to show you how immediately loved you are on this show? Like I've heard nothing but positivity from this really, really fan base that gets intense. I I'm actually the I'm so surprised. I I always say when I meet people that I'm a required taste, and it takes me a minute to you really know. No, but I am like, I'm a victim of my tone. I come off like very harsh in some ways when I'm not even meaning to. And I'm I'm aware, I'm self-aware, but I also don't know how to change up that tone. So I was like, these people are going to think that I'm just this like crazy, angry bitch. And the fact that people are like, I see myself in you or like, I feel seen because I'm awkward too. Or like, I'm an extroverted introvert. Like, I think it's really cool for reality TV to see somebody like me. I'm not- I'm not everybody else on reality TV. And now there's just like one more person for people to relate to. No, like I loved it. I love you talking about like, you know, cleaning a kitchen. It brings you, (laughs) it's, you know, it's it's meditation. It's like, um, but we also know you have a cookie company, The Need, um, Mm -hmm. which uh, I'll put all the information you guys on, on the description. But uh, I want to eat all of your cookies. Where do we start? Like, how do, I mean, like, are are you really, does this bring you, it's like spreading love, I read, uh, is what your, your business does is uh, how did you discover that this was something that you love? Was this from your father? I've always been in the kitchen in some capacity. Generally, it's been baking. Um, so when I was younger, I had a I had a pound cake shop, if you will. And it's funny, I got my KitchenAid at third grade. <laughs> opened, opened the KitchenAid book, first recipes, pound cake. I was like, I'll try this. Made it. I was like, this is pretty good. Let me sell this. <laughs> and it wasn't even my recipe. I was 10. <laughs> but I was making money because A, my parents were covering 100% of the cost. So I was making 100% profit. And that felt really good. So I was like, hey, I think there's something to this. Um, and then the pandemic hit and our industry, the restaurant industry was hit really hard. And yeah. I, I felt a moment of hopelessness. Like, what am I going to do with my career? I don't even know how the food and beverage rest, uh, industry will look even in a few months. So I was 
bored and looking for things to spend my time doing. And I started actually sending postcards that I would like draw myself. I went to school originally for art. And then I was like, no one wants a postcard. Like, <laughs> like this, they don't care that I'm checking in on them. Like they want something that they can hold and enjoy. Yeah. So I started sending out cookies and then people would be like, Hey, can you send my friend cookies for her birthday and this, that, and the other. And it just took off. Uh, yeah, we really saw, uh, we saw Luke's first taste of the cookies and he was like, I need one of each. I would like one of each of these cookies. Uh, I mean, did it, did it, did it start to bother you that you were getting used for cookies at a certain point? No, I never felt like I was getting used. I, I, I think I made sure I had dough of some sort every weekend just so that they would be there, <laughs> especially after Alex tried to make those like break and bake cookies. I was like, first off, leave it, leave, leave it to me, Alex. So I had to make sure at that point that any frozen cookies were mine and not toll house. That's what I want. Oh my God. If this, if you go back, if everybody goes back to the summer house again, you need to like, just make sure you try to put like, try to make Alex like, like loot, like gain 50 pounds, like just not a muscle, like tell it, like just start, keep feeding them cookies. That would be I amazing. I don't think that that's going to happen. He did eat the cookies though. God, and then he made me so mad this week when he was like, I went, I went, I lost five pounds. We just would barely eat at the house. I was like, I gained five pounds just by doing a podcast. I gained five pounds by drinking like one lover boy there. So good for him. It just didn't work out for me that way. <laughs> um, as we start uh, winding down, because I know you are very busy. Uh, do we, ha- do we need to worry about you? Are you going to let this get to your head? Are you going to uh, uh, become too, like too popular too? I mean, like I, I sometimes worry about these shows when people are instantly liked, are you going to be a villain at some point? Are you you're going to let this get to your head? I don't play on it. Um, I don't think that I'll be seen as a villain. What I can say is that I was true to myself this whole summer and take it or leave it. That's, that's all I can do. Um, I am who I am. I, if that's a villain to you, then, then yes, I am a villain, but no, no, I, I mean like all no, this, anyone, but like I don't three seasons from now, are you going to be like, I'm too cool for school? No, that's not, that wasn't the reason for doing it. I wanted to do something weird and once in a lifetime and something that I'll be on my deathbed being like, wow, that was pretty fucking cool that I did that. And, <laughs> and that's, it, it, I did it for myself. So it's, it's not meant to be that way. I've made great friends. I plan on keeping those friendships and seem you know, like you guys really like each other or like what, like it's really starting to be actually real friendships here. Um, yeah. Would you consider doing this again if the opportunity arises? I think so. I think originally I was like, I'm a one and done, but <laughs> you thought that at one point? Yeah, I did. But I, I, I care for these people now. So it's, it's different. It feels a lot less like work and more like, Hey, I'm actually hanging out with my friends at a house that we trash every weekend. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think I would, I think I would love to hang out with them again this summer. Like I, I, the, I miss so much about the summer. I, I used to hang out with Kyle at 3am talking about nonsense. Like I miss, <laughs> I miss those moments. <laughs> and they let us pay extra to get the unedited footage of those conversations. I think it'd be so cool if we were allowed to edit one episode because the things oh that God. we would show would just. The Maya episode. That would be so cool. <laughs> like I know what I would focus on and it's pretty much nothing that we've seen thus far. Wait, what so, would you focus on? Um, I mean, there we just had so much fun. We really did. I know it looks like all we do is fight and like drink and party, but we also had a lot of fun times. And there are so many moments that we look back on and laugh at. And I just feel like 
And I want everyone to laugh with us. Like I want everyone to experience that fun. Well, I got to tell you, you guys, I look forward to every Monday and you really are to me a breakout star. Uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time today. You guys, you've got to go support Maya Allen, her cookie company, her Instagram, all of this stuff. We've got to follow her and support her because just like Carl this season, I just love people that are, like you said, true to yourself, but seem like they're constantly doing the right thing and learning from any mistakes that they make. And it is so refreshing to see because there's not a lot of people like you out there that do the right thing. Things. So really appreciate you taking your time with us today and uh, can't wait to see next Monday. It's been fun and tune in next Monday. Maybe you'll see me flirting. Who knows? Okay. That's it. You're flirting. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. I think I have a crush on Maya. Damn it. Oh my gosh. What if I just show up to the summer house next season with like, remember when, uh, when Lindsay's ex, uh, last year put up all like the little tea candles and tried to romance her and she ended up breaking up with them anyways. But like, maybe I could just put a bunch of tea candles out and like put a boom box like John Cusack did and say anything and then, uh, make my move. That will never happen. Anyways. Uh, thank you so much, Maya, for joining us. That was really, really cool. I can't wait. Like I said, I can't wait when, I love that she said she was going to uh, – she thought she was one and done, but now she's getting more comfortable. I'm curious if she will pop by the winter house at all because we know that they are officially filming that now. Um, also, I thought it was interesting what she said about Luke. Of course, loved what she said about Austin, which we've got to talk – wait, guys. We have a huge problem on this week's uh, summer house, and it's uh, – the, the only way I can describe the problem is bloated – pale and flabby and makes horrible beer. Yeah, Austin Kroll comes to the summer house. Uh, he is escaped the Southern charm and now, and it's just, it's, it's starting to like, as I like crossovers, kind of like I like winter house. I like ultimate girls trip, but I gotta tell you, I don't know if I'm loving the Southern charm guys getting another opportunity to be on TV. I don't know if they deserve it. It's too much power for them. It's too, it, it's not going to do them any, Austin needs to be humbled. I think we all see that. And I want to talk about it because by the way, I see traits of mine in Austin and it's, it's scary to look at. It is, I have had to take a long, hard look at myself through watching Austin Kroll about how I need to be a better person in some situations. He's shown me because I see some of the times what he's doing and I can see some of the times how he's trying to play things. Sometimes I genuinely believe he is trying to make everybody happy, but then other times he's literally just trying to get his dick wet, folks. You know it. He's just trying to see and he's doing that thing. Tom Schwartz used to do this too where he gets super, super wasted so he can be filthy. He'll be like, he'll he'll like keep doing shots just so he can be like, can I eat you from front to back? Because that's what he wants to be able to say in real life, but he doesn't have the balls to do it. So he gets pathetically wasted and then he wreaks havoc. So he's like, sorry, that was drunk Austin. He's always blaming drunk Austin. A lot of us do that in our own lives, you know? We'll blame like, oh, I had too many drinks last night and that's why I acted like a complete freak. And you see that a lot with Austin. You see it a lot with Craig. When Craig came to the summer house a couple weeks ago and totally gaslit Paige, um, that was ridiculous of like, Lindsay's fucking stupid. If you listen to her, you're a lot dumber than I thought you were. Like, Craig, look at you, dude. You're wearing so much man jewelry, you couldn't even get past an airport detector. Like, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? You slept with Kristen Cavallari now, not Kristen Cavallari when it would have been cool. Are you kidding me? If we literally went a tour of college towns and find out like, hey, uh, everybody sit down if you haven't slept with Austin or Craig, nobody would sit down. I believe these these folks have like hit up so many college campuses because they know it's like the bachelor contestants. They know that's where to go to sleep with women because college ladies are kind of impressed still um, about reality stars. They are because at the end of the day, remember, we use reality stars with a wink and a nudge. They are stars. But they're not stars. It's not like Brad Pitt. It's not like when Austin comes into town, you're like, holy shit. Holy shit. Bono's here. You know, like there's not. It's Austin. Come on. At the end of the day. And also, like, imagine getting some kind of alleged STD or, sex, you know, a, a sexually transmitted disease from Austin. And then you have to tell people, who'd you get there from? Well, um, Austin, uh, uh, Southern Charm. Oh, I don't watch it. He sometimes makes appearances on Summer House. Oh, Okay, I think I know. Okay, yeah, that guy? Oh, the guy that says he wants to eat your ass? Okay, yeah, I can see where that possibly happened, sure. Um, And listen, I guess, I don't, I was about to say maybe there's jealousy, but I don't think there is jealousy. It's just what I get mad at is that I've always gotten mad at guys that literally run rampant. That I used to have a friend that we would go out and it would be, he would just try to, uh, it, it was all about notches on a belt, you know, to see how many girls he could sleep with. And that was just never my experience, you know. My experience was always a little more emotional. And that's probably why I haven't slept with tons of people because, you know, I'm not, it, you know, it's hard for me to have one night stands because I, I get emotionally invested or I feel bad or anything like this. It just seems like Austin and Craig are at a point where, they don't feel anywhere near that. And if Austin didn't have Southern Charm, you know, think about that. Like, think about if you had a time machine, I would go back and convince the Southern Charm cast uh, casting director, say, don't, don't cast him. It's not going to turn out well for him. And see what his life would have been. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where do you think these people would have been without their reality shows? Where would Craig be? Think about it. Because here's what we do know. We do know Craig loves the spotlight, right? And there's nothing wrong with loving the spotlight. He's good at it. He loves it. You know, Tom Sandoval actually loves the spotlight. Tom Sandoval loves taking pictures with fans. He's smiling. He's, he knows it's a, you know, he wants to create it. And Craig, it always seems like from what I hear or what I see, he's always taking pictures with fans at his showing down South store and stuff. And like, it, it's allowed him I think this has given him confidence that he needed because if you watch Southern Charm, you know, Shep used to make fun of on, uh, of him religiously. His own girlfriend at the time, Naomi, made fun of him uh, so much. He lied about passing the bar. He lied about trying to be a lawyer. Remember all of this stuff, guys? He was not in a great spot. The thing was that he was just always extremely good looking. So if you're extremely good looking, like we talk about with Luke on this too, it allows you to wear big hats. Uh, or be in a rock band and girls will still compliment you if you're good looking. If you're not good looking, people will just be like, wow, that's an ugly hat you have on. Or, wow, I w- won't be coming to see your band. But if you're good looking like any of these people are, you get away with lies. You get away with just telling blatant lies or saying like, I'm going to be a lawyer one day. And everybody's like, okay, sure, whatever, man. You're good looking. That's awesome. Like that's that's what it does. So anyways... 
Whew, man, you just feel I can feel the coffee coursing through my veins, folks. Uh, Summer House season six. This is called a twisted fairy tale. Now, if I was a betting man, and I'm not, um, I like the penny slots. But if I was a betting man, I would say we always want to look at the title uh, for hints of what the show is going to be. And so I was like, oh, my God, is this a show? A twisted fairy tale. Is this like Goldilocks and the Three Bears where Austin is Goldilocks and he comes in and he sleeps with three of the summer house ladies? And he's like, uh, Maya, eh, Sierra, eh, Lindsay, just right. Let me eat you from front to back. Like that. I was like, oh, maybe it's a twisted fairy tale like that or like a Jack and the Beanstalk kind of vibe. Austin's really tall. Maybe there's something there. Turns out it was just the theme of Lindsay Hubbard's 35th birthday party. So I was way off. I don't know if you guys were similarly wrong about your, you know, we should all play this game together. So this is episode eight. And we get, as we always do, like previously on Summer House. And, you know, last episode we had the end of the bondage party, the bondage party that uh, Andrea is like, Andrea was like, I want to throw a bondage party. And they turned Luke's room into a red room, which they just put two red light bulbs. But Luke was like, holy shit, look at the special effects in here. Uh, you had the Paige and Andrea relationship that is going up and down because he's like, oh, little Paige, my little Paige. I carry little Paige in the palm of my hand. Little Paige. Little cute so Paige. And uh, then Craig gaslighting uh, Paige over text. And she's like, you're out fucking living your life. And he's like, baby, hey. If you're kissing Andrea, baby, I can't come out there. That is the wor- that is the sleaziest dude move ever of throwing in the word baby. Baby, you know, hey, you're not an idiot. You know I can't come out there if you're kissing Andrea. Hey, baby, you know. Like, dude, I I will I will bet my life that within a three-day period before that phone call, Craig slept with a woman. Like, that is just a guess in the dark, and I bet I'm right. So for him to even, like, do, babe, you know I can't come out. Hey, babe, I'd look stupid. <laughs> oh, Craig would look stupid. Hey, oh, Craig would look stupid if he came out there, Paige. I can't do that. People think of me as a smart man, and I'd be so dumb knowing that you're flirting with a very hot Italian man. I can't do that. Anyways, gotta go. There's a girl in my bed right now. Um, so we had that, and then um, Paige crying in the closet, and then Paige doing a talk. This is like Paige is all like women's lib and like, well, you know, girl power. And then she's like, I definitely realize I like Craig, or I wouldn't cry like I do when we start fighting. And I know he likes me too, or he wouldn't get upset about Andrea kissing, or he, would, he wouldn't get angry about Andrea kissing me. I love that when we make excuses for our partners, like, or it's like, and like, by the way, I think they are happy together. I know they are together and hopefully it is everything and more for them. I'm not even joking about that, but sometimes the pre-relationship is like this kind of messed up thing where I just, I sometimes also feel that you shouldn't potentially have to cry or fight or anything like that. You can actually just tell somebody that you like them. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be crazy if there's no tears involved <laughs> in something beautiful? It's like, I knew we were meant to be because I literally felt like dying at one point. <laughs> 
we have Maya once again letting us know she was in a five-year engagement, so she's in her head when it comes to dating. We have a little tease of Lindsay and Austin. Craig's like, Lindsay and Austin have been dating for five years, and you're a fucking idiot when he was trying to like yell at Paige. And then there's a little scene of Lindsay talking to Sierra and Sierra's like, are you sure there's nothing? And Lindsay's like, there is nothing going on here that you don't know. There's just nothing. And then, of course, we had the scene last week where Lindsay finds out her eggs are 28 years old. And it was actually a really funny moment with her and Danielle. They screamed like they won the lottery. And I just I actually do think that is it was a very cute scene. Um, and then, of course, Kyle being Kyle, love him, but I, I love him, but I want to shake him. He tells Danielle that the only thing that him and, uh, Amanda have in common is lover boy. And then of course, Danielle then tells the girls and then they, the girls tell Amanda. So last week's episode, they had that, all that whole conversation around the pool and they were like, eh. and then Kyle came out and was like, ladies, can I ask what we're talking about around here? And there's tears. And then Kyle goes back to the city and he stews on this and he thinks everybody's all, you know, all the friends aren't being supportive and trying to take them down, which that is not what they were doing at all. And at his birthday party at the end of last week's episode, his 39th birthday party, he's like, let me make a birthday speech. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for coming out. I love you guys all so much. Little, uh, little tired of the peanut gallery. I really don't need anybody uh, talking about us. I don't know why I'm making them sound like a trucker right now. But, um... I need you guys to rally around. Like it was nothing to do with his birthday and Amanda's up there with him. And she's like, Jesus, God, are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh my God, this is so fucking ridiculous. Like I feel bad for Amanda so many times because I know Amanda has shit to work on herself, but it's hard when she keeps having to like slow down to work on Kyle's like bullshit insecurity. Us men, we are so insecure. You ladies, we are so insecure. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll even, there's a caveat to that. I think straight dudes are insecure. Gay, the gay men in my life are very confident in themselves. It's actually like Spire, like my, some of my best friends are gay and they are very confident men. The men that aren't confident in my lives are a straight dude sometimes. Like we are whacked. I mean, I, you know, we're good, you know, we're, I mean, we're not great, but we're good. But uh, it's, it, uh, it is funny because you just see Kyle is just so insecure. And how are you insecure six years into a relationship? But the reason why he is is because he does know there's a lot of problems. And there is a real stressful thing. Like leading up to a marriage and uh, leading up to a wedding is really, really a lot of pressure and, and fear. I never got to a point where I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. We're not going to get married. I never got to that point. But you can see where... They are getting to that point, and it's it's tough to watch. So we open back up on this episode right at that scene, uh, the continuation of that scene, Kyle's 39th birthday party, and Kyle's just given this horrible speech, and there's react, reaction shots of, like, Maya and, like, Sierra, and everybody's kind of like, what the fuck? And he's like, I need people rallying, not questioning. And Amanda's like, this is super awkward. Dude, what the fuck? 
Kyle immediately gets surrounded by Carl and Lindsay. And Kyle's like, dude, are you kidding me? She's just like going to walk away. Why is she, why is she not going to be around me when I make dumbass speeches? It makes no sense, Carl. Uh, we cut to Maya who goes up to Amanda and Amanda's like, so many people are here who have no idea what he's talking about. Like, what are you talking about? I have to stand up there for that. And it's true. Remember the, the there, there's more people there than just the Summer House cast. So half of those people are like, what is, am I part of the peanut gallery? Wait, I, I didn't sign up for, I'm not a peanut gallery person. Um, so Maya being very complimentary is like, Amanda, you have handled this with poise. This, you know, you, you really have handled this well. We cut back to Kyle. Uh, Kyle's like, I'll say what I want on my birthday. <laughs> You're 39 years old, man. Like, when you, like, it's my birthday. I'll do what I want, bro. <laughs> like, you can only do that up until you're, like, 30, where you're like, it's my day. I'll say stupid stuff if I want to, bro. It, you can't do that when you're 39. It can't be like, I'm going to make a speech going against all my friends. You can't do that. Um, Amanda, back with uh, Maya, says, that was super passive-aggressive. Um, and then back to Kyle and he's like, you know, your bridal party shouldn't say to push off the wedding. Like, and everybody's like, they weren't saying that. I, he's like, I'm trying to speak my mind about my friends. You know, they just need to lose the attitude. And Amanda's like, yo, Kyle, we just talked about this in therapy. And then Kyle walks off again and goes, thanks for nothing. And then he says to himself, it's a complicated life. <laughs> I love Kyle so much, but he like, when he gets like, when he gets into this pattern of thinking, he becomes a dumb, dumb. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> you can't. And also that's another thing. You can't say thanks for nothing past the age of 30 either. I'm making a new rule. We cannot say thanks for nothing. If you're saying thanks for nothing past the age of 30, something has gone horribly wrong. I think I just said that to somebody last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, Paige and Samara, Sierra, Samara, Paige and Sierra go over to Amanda and Amanda's like, he just walked away. Uh, Carl goes to find Kyle. Cause remember Carl's sober. So he's able to be an actual good friend and he's able to see the stupidity that Kyle's doing very clearly. And, you know, Kyle, once again, is trying to explain, I'm just trying to quiet the peanut gallery, which now I know, I kind of want to find out when the first time Kyle started, like where he discovered the etymology of peanut gallery, <laughs> like, cause he's now said it so many times where I'm like, did he just watch a show with the words peanut gallery in it? Cause there's gotta be some kind of recognition for Kyle was like peanut gallery. I like that. I think I'm going to use that. I wonder if I have any peanut galleries in my life. So Kyle goes, it was just my first chance to address the people who care about it in a constructive way. <laughs> Do you think a birthday speech is a constructive way? Like that, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, wouldn't that be the least constructive way? I don't, I'm not smart. I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't feel constructive. Maybe he doesn't know what that word means. Maybe it's like in the peanut gallery. Thing. So Carl says, yo, Amanda thought you were going to just talk about your birthday. And I understand you thought it was an opportunity, but you don't need to. Amanda will never let me say anything of substance to any of her friends. 
Kyle, you first need to figure out something to say that has substance in it before you can say it. A man will never let me say some kind of big speech. (laughs) Amanda will never let me. I'm Kyle. I have a dream. Like, Kyle, like, this is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. He's so wrong here. Uh, we cut to Lindsay with the girls, and she's like, did something happen last weekend? And Paige is like, yes, yeah, Saturday we were like, Hans and Kyle said to Danielle that, um, you know, they only have Loverboy in common. And uh, then we go back to Kyle, and he's like, okay, thanks, Carl. Thank You know, thanks. Uh, yeah, but it's like, yeah, they gave me an intervention last weekend, and like, I'm a better man for it. Come on. Carl in the talking head says, I just wish Kyle would read the room sometimes. I know he is, uh, I know he's a good person, and, you know, I know some of his points are valid, but giving a bizarre speech on your birthday isn't the way. We cut back to them, and he's like, hey, hey, just cool off, buddy. Cool off, buddy. At this moment, I realize Alex has been there for this whole time, so it's been the three of them, but Alex, he's just there eating a head of ground turkey broccoli. No, he's there, but he doesn't say one word. He's just in the shadows like Batman, and it's so, I was like, oh, Alex is there and has not said anything. Okay, interesting. It's like, did, did the production go, Alex, why don't you go over there and see if you can get in a shot? He's like, okay. And then he just stands there. Um, Kyle's like, I just had to get it off my chest, Carl. And Carl goes, hey, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here. So we uh, cut to Andrea, to uh, to Paige, talking to Paige. And uh, Andrea's like, so Craig is going to be there? He's going to be with you now? You know, and uh, they're, they're having kind of like a talk. And, and Paige is like, well, do you even actually want to take me on a date? He's like, maybe I did. Maybe I wanted to take little Paige on a date. Nah. And Paige goes, hey, well, I think it would be rude since now I am talking to Craig. Andrea and I talking to Ed says, I have a lot of love to give, and I'm ready for it now. And I, I, I got to find the right girl. And I guess Paige is not the right girl, you know. She's not little Paige, not the right girl. And then uh, he tells Paige, I am glad you're happy. I'm glad you're happy. And uh, Andrea says, I'm trying to be happy myself. I'm trying. So Maya now corners Kyle. And this is why I love Maya. Maya goes right up to Kyle and says, I want you to know. I don't want you for a second to think we were talking bad about you or your relationship. And he's like, there was an hour talk about me. And she goes, yo, I've been where you have been. I have been there, you know, where I I see the heartache of it all, where, you you know, you need to be happy. I've been there in this exact same situation. And then Kyle relents. He's like, okay, well, you're the only person that could that could understand it. Yeah, okay. So you are okay, you're the only person that can understand. You know, and I don't mind for people saying to be better, but to call off the wedding and she's like we want you to feel supported, Kyle. And then they hug and uh and I thought this was a real class act move of Maya because at the end of the day that is what Kyle's freaking out about is that he thinks people are just talking mad shit about him. And I get it. That's a very scary place to be. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just one second. Now is the part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors this week. And we have two great ones, returning sponsors uh, that I love both very much for very different reasons. Now, the first one helps you and the second one helps your stomach get full. So those are both great passions of mine. Uh, The first one is, of course, our friends over at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Um, relationships, you know, they take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about, uh, which is also, it's very important to do that. Uh, we'll go out of our way to treat other people. Well, uh, we'll do these things for other people, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? It is so hard to take care of yourself. It just is. It's so much easier to take care of someone else. And that is where, uh, better help comes in. Um, I try to invest in myself and those are, they turn out to be the happiest times of my life, uh, mainly in retrospect, because at the, the time when you're doing them, it's work. It's hard to take care of yourself, but that stuff pays off. And yes, it is unfair. And we can talk for hours about how anything worthwhile, uh, doing in this life can be really hard. Um, but taking care of yourself can sometimes be the hardest. And that's why you need help. That's why you need better help. Therapy, coaching, they they, they do it all. Uh, and you, they do it from the comfort of your own home sometimes. I mean, this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship. And that is the one you have with yourself, whether it's hitting the gym. Oh my God. It's just, it's hurting to read hitting the jacket. I do. I have to hit the gym, making time for your haircut. Ah, I got to get a haircut as well. Or even trying therapy. You are the greatest asset. Remember there is no, your life without you. So invest the time and effort into yourself. Like you do for other people. Um, better help uh, kind of did, and came about 
at a genius time. Uh, really stepped up everything during a pandemic when we had to be in our homes and you could talk with a better help therapist from your home. And this is one of the worst times in our history, but better help was there to talk you through things, to suggest things, to, uh, improve and empower your own lives. Better help it's online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Uh, it really is way, way more affordable. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and So Bad It's Good listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash So Bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash So Bad. And this is one of those things. It's like, try it. Try it for a month. See if it helps you out. See, see if it's hard. But see if it's hard and it actually does make a little dent, a little improvement in your life. Just try it. Just one month. That's it. Uh, our next one, you guys, after you've uh, seen your BetterHelp therapist and you're all, oh, you got to get some Green Chef food. You got to do it. You got to have comfort food. And Green Chef is where it's at. Uh, enjoy your greens while being green. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Green Chef's pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. So with fresh produce, that's fresh, important, premium proteins and organic ingredients, you can trust Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Not just eating, eating well, folks. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week featuring Premium, clean ingredients that are seasonably sourced for peak freshness. You guys, they sent me all these vegetables and meat, and it was fresh. Like, these vegetables were so fresh. Um, Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces. I love they keep hitting pre-measured because they know idiots like me do not know how to measure things out. And then I'm always in the kitchen going, where's my, what's a tables, what is this tables, what is a TBSP? What's a TSP? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm that guy. Like, I'm that guy. And I don't bother to learn. I don't bother to learn. It is, why am I like this? Um, <laughs> uh, so their pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time. Avoid long lines at the grocery store. Green Chef is so convenient with pre-portioned, easy-to-follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. Um, it was funny. I got this from them. And then, uh, I was, uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm hungry. What do I, what, 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 what can I, what bad, what bad thing can I eat? And then I realized, oh my God, I have these green chef meals. And I was like, oh my God, that's good to eat though. I know I was kind of wanting something bad to eat, but I made it. It made me feel good that I was making it. And then it actually tasted good. And then I felt bad for wanting something bad when there was something good there all along. Uh, so uh, go to greenchef.com slash so bad 130. That's so bad 130, 130. And use code, use code so bad 130 to get 
Listen to this to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash so bad one three zero and use code so bad one three zero to get $130 off plus free shipping. That information will be in the show description as well. And now folks back to the remainder of our show. So we're at this party still and uh, Lindsay is talking to her ex Everett which is sweet. You always love, you know, I will say this about Lindsay. You get the feeling that she is friends with most of her exes. I don't know where she is with her ex from last season, but it seems like, like with Everett, she seems like she does have a nice relationship. She seems like she flirts with a lot of dudes, but then like, like I was shocked. She still had a relationship with Austin in this episode. I was like, yo, he treated you like shit in winter house. You're still friendly with him. Like you, she truly keeps her options open even when she shouldn't, you know? So uh, her and Everett are talking and they're like, oh, what a long, strange trip it's been for our relationship. And they're like, yeah, just riding the wave. And she's like, I'm so happy for you, which is just nice. We cut to Kyle and Kyle is talking to the girls and he's like, I'm literally just trying to be as honest as possible. We are not perfect, but fully committed, you know, and I, I know I say some things and I say, you know, they're aggressive in the moment. <laughs> And Paige says, hey, we're excited for your wedding. You're just a very small baby. <laughs> but I love that we're excited for your wedding. Like Paige, Paige isn't excited for their wedding. She's not. Come on. Let's, she's not. It's okay. And Sierra's like, yeah, grow up, grow up. Sierra, you grow up. How about that? Um, we cut to keep, uh, the song is, <laughs> there's the Summer House song that they play the, the song is keep the bottles popping the party never ends keep the bottles popping it's not they didn't use my favorite song um party every day pop party every day party every day but they use this bottle popping song which i i believe is new to the summer house soundtrack so now it's thursday we're at Paige's apartment and craig in these kind of Aqua, they're like, like green gross shorts comes out with his shirt off. And she's like, it, well, and guess what? Guess where Sierra, I was like, guess where Paige is at? In bed, horizontal, laying down as she does with her phone in her hand. And Craig's like, oh, what's up, babe? He's like, you know, probably just shit and showered. And, and she's like, do you love being in the city? He's like, I do, but like, I don't, I don't want to be, but like, I do like it. And she's like, he's like, we've had some fun. And she's like, so much fun. And he's like, I have a golf tournament this weekend. I like that. He's like, work calls. <laughs> gotta, gotta play a game. <laughs> and Paige and I talking to it says, I sent Craig a text message. And this is like where my head is at. And if we aren't on the same page, Craig, I'm out. I'm just out. And guess what? Next thing, he's on a flight to New York to hang out with me. And she's all like proud of herself. And I'm like, oh, sweet. You had to threaten a dude. And then you got your way. Wee! That's a very congratulations. That's exciting. You know what else is exciting? Somebody's like, hey, can I see you without you threatening me? <laughs> Like, I would just want to see you. You don't even have to threaten me. I just want to be around you. Um, Craig says, yeah, I'm comfortable and cozy in your apartment. Something about Craig saying the word cozy that just didn't sit well with me. And she's like, yeah, when we're out, I love that we both look at each other and it's like, it's time for couch stuff. And he's like, yeah, snacks and watch our favorite shows. 
Um, and that's, I dude, I love couch stuff. Couch stuff is great. A like I love, and I, I also like bed stuff. I like watching TV from bed. I also watch TV from the couch. I also like eating snacks in bed and the couch, a whole mess. And, uh, this is when I was like, uh, my roommate was like, Craig wears a lot of jewelry. And then they stare at each other, Craig and Paige. And Paige is like, I hate bringing this up. I'm not the type of girl to talk, like, what, to like say stuff. Like, it's like so loserish. But like, we've been hanging out more, and just I love whatever we're doing here. I, 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 she's like just tripping over everything. And Craig's like, it's real simple, babe. Like, we are always going to be jealous of each other. You know, it's it, you know, and what 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 the other is doing. You know, and it's not worth saying that we're completely exclusive because that would be too much stress. It would put too much stress on this and it just wouldn't last, right? Like, and he's like, right? And he goes, you know, eventually it'll get to a point where it would be imp- inappropriate if we we are hooking up with other people and we'll know when that time is right. And Paige goes, "You okay, because like you guys just heard what I said, right? Like you were, he said, let's not be exclusive it'd kind of be weird and it would ruin this potentially but we'll know we'll know when the feeling is right when we shouldn't be sleeping with other people and so she pauses and she goes oh okay yeah like i agree with that we're like yeah we're saying the same thing you are not saying the same thing at all and craig goes i love coming out here and doing this and she goes i love it too yay and craig goes yeah you tell me that you prefer me over anyone else that's all that matters to me. <laughs> you realize? You tell me that I'm the number one dude in your life, and I'm going to tell you that I don't think we should be exclusive yet because it would just be weird. It would be, I'll tell you what, it would be weird because I'm still sleeping with multiple women, and I would like to continue to do that. And maybe when it does, like, I, you know what I'll know? I'll know the moment when I slide my ding-dong into somebody, and I'll be like, this feels weird. And she'll be like, well, that's because I made you wear a condom. And I was like, oh, that's it. Okay. Now, but it, the guys, this, like, am I crazy? This was not what she was talking. She wants to be exclusive with him. And he's like, that would just ruin the magic that we have. Like what? Like, it sounds to me. And I'm being completely honest, not a ladies man. I'm not betting a lot of weight. Like I'm not, I've not been in a situation like Craig, so, but what I, what I feel from the outside is that he's trying to that eat the cake and have it too, or what, you know, getting the cow and the milk and all of that stuff for free. Like it really does seem like he's trying to get the best of both worlds. We do know that they eventually get to be exclusive. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be funny if they're actually not even exclusive still? He's like, ah, you know what? I know we spend every waking minute together. I still just think if we put, if we put the word exclusive on it, we just ruin so much magic. Like I mean, when do we find out that Craig is like, okay, you got me. But it was wild because I just feel like Paige, and I don't know if women in general do this, but it's like, you're giving up on your dream of being like, yo, Craig should fucking like bow down and go, yo, I don't want to see anybody fucking else. Are you kidding me? You are the the cat's meow. You are, the, or is it the cat's pajamas? You are the best, Paige. I can't imagine anybody else other than you in my life. And that is not what he's doing here, folks. And I, I think I can't be the only one that sees, says that. So the scene ends with Paige giggling like, <laughs> He's so charming. And I'm like, he, how, what are we, am I watching the same show that you're living? Um, 
So we cut to Lindsay. It's 5.28 p.m. I don't know why we need to know that it's 5.28 p.m., but we do, and I love that. Uh, her and Danielle are driving to the summer house. They're both very excited. Danielle, I got to just say, we say this all the time that she's a great best friend, but she is. Like Even her facial reactions are always like, yeah, like just like watching Lindsay. For, like, she does the sidekick character in such a great way. It's such a positive way. Like I really buy it. I buy her. Like I buy when she's excited for someone. I I don't know. And I don't know. I really, really, I really like her a lot. I would love to talk to her someday, but you know what? She's one of those people that I know she actually has a real gig. Not that some of these other people don't, but you, cause you know, you're taking away, like she just complained a couple episodes ago about like not having time with Robert and Robert was so busy and all that stuff. And you know, asking them to be on a podcast or something, you're like, you have real shit in your life. Like, that's what I love about her too, is that you know, she does reality shows and I'm sure she likes it and like, likes the benefits that come along with it. But she's really like, really trying to make her business go. And that stuff takes time. So I sometimes think about that, you guys. And it's like, I should probably shoot higher and say, I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday where it was like, ah, I feel, who was it? Who was I talking about where I was like, I feel weird going out to, oh, it was like, I would love to speak to John Oliver from last week tonight, who's on HBO Max. And I just love him so much, but also he's the host of an HBO Max amazing show that wins Emmys. I know he also loves the Housewives, and he's been on Watch What Happens Live a couple times. Now, I would just feel bad having him on the show because you're like, this dude has a family, and when he doesn't, he's winning Emmys and stuff. Like, I would have to get... I don't need to tell you guys my neuroses. You get it already. Um, okay, so we're we're doing the birthday drive. And uh, Lindsay's like, we have all the booze with us. Austin's coming into town. And Daniel's like, you've invited Austin. And she's like, I've always liked Austin. Now that's a strike one for Danielle with me. I, I don't know why she's always liked Austin. But I do know she follows me on Instagram. And she knows that I don't like Austin. So I am always, I always check on, right now, the two people I check on Instagram, if they still follow me, are Lindsay and Amanda Batula. Because I do go hard on Summer House. I try to be as respectful as possible, but I'm always going to kind of say what I think. And uh, I always, you know, I always see if they've clicked that unfollow button because, and I, because I know one day they will. It's just one of those, that's one of those, like I, when somebody follows me, like that's how weird my, my mind is always like glass half empty where I'm like, well, cool. You follow me now. I know one day you'll unfollow me. So that's, that's great for, I guess I'll enjoy it while it lasts. Um, we cut to Maya, Sierra, and Paige driving down, and Maya says, you know, it's uh, it's been a while since I've seen you girls. I missed you. How was it with Craig? And Paige goes, oh, my God, great. And Paige is giggling, like, he, he told me he still didn't want to be exclusive. He, I've got him right where I want him. He. And uh, then uh, Maya goes, so you and Andrea are done. And Paige says, yeah, I don't want anything except for a friendship with Andrea, but he's great to look at, which is like, oh, okay, nice, Paige. But by the way, that's how guys treat women. So Paige should feel free to treat Andrea like a piece of meat. Um, and uh, Paige goes, if Andrea was like too much all over me, Craig would freak out, which I just love the thought that Craig is just a big, gigantic baby. I know a lot of men are, but I love the thought that we keep getting it hit over the head of like, Craig freaks. Craig throws hissy fits when Andrea's all over me. Maya says, um, Craig's a cool guy, but I don't know if I love him in a boyfriend role. And Paige is like, hey, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh-huh. 
Um, Sierra says, Maya, are you talking to anyone? She's like, no, I canceled a date this weekend. I was feeling pretty bloated. I was on my period. And Sierra says, I'm on my period and bloated. And Austin is walking in. And I'm like, girl, Austin's been bloated his entire life. What are you talking about? Like, you also, Sierra's like a fucking supermodel, even when she's on her period. Like, are you kidding me? Everybody in the car is like, Jesus, Sierra, calm down. And she's like, I'm nervous. I saw him last three months ago in Charleston. And, uh, and then they're asked, like, where's Austin sleeping? And we find out that Andrea is not going to be there on the first night on Friday night because he's at a photo shoot. And Sierra says, well, I'm just nervous the dynamic of Lindsay and him because in Vermont she wanted all of his intention. And uh, is she going to have to be like a birthday queen? Well, it is her birthday, Sierra, so she has the right to be a birthday queen. But – you can tell Sierra's already like, uh-oh. I, like, you can already sense the drama. You can, uh, And I'm here for all of it. Uh, in a talking head, Sierra says, oh, she's parading all around, that, he's, that Austin's been going to come for her birthday for weeks. She's been saying it for weeks, and we get a flashback of <laughs> Lindsay saying very calmly, yes, Austin will be here. Like, she's not been parading it around. But, I mean, listen, maybe she did too, but... She actually has had a friendship with Austin for a long time. Do I wish she hadn't have a, had a friendship with Austin? Of course I do. I don't like Austin. But that, the fact of the matter is that. And also, she says Lindsay was all over him in Winterhouse, but he spent all of his time with you. Step into your power, Sierra. You know, you're hot, as hot, if not hotter than Lindsay. I personally am always going to side with Lindsay just because, you know, I just, I don't know. I like her. But... Uh, Sierra, this whole thing about it, it's once again, we're making a woman a villain instead of the man. Like why the fact is like, why aren't we making Austin the villain? Why is Sierra going, Oh, is she going to act like a birthday queen? Oh, what, what is it? Like her birthday. And it should be, well, like, I hope Austin is like a gentleman and, you know, lets us know where he wants to hang out and not blame Lindsay for that. So, um, Sierra says, I'm not over Austin. I don't know where we stand, but I'm very excited to see him. So there's got to be a cure for that somewhere, Sierra. Um, Lindsay's in the car and she's talking about Austin. She's like, the month after Vermont, we we worked on our friendship. And uh, I was like, yeah, you catered to a girl you just met in Winterhouse. And he said, I'm so sorry. That will never happen again. And I'm like, okay, Austin. you ah! And Danielle says, so is anything going on now? Like... You know, is it strictly friends? What's going on? And Lindsay goes, well, I haven't seen him since Vermont, so who knows? And I'm like, "Uh oh, no. So we cut to the new scene. We're in the Hamptons. Paige comes into the summer house. Uh, Sierra says, Andrea's not here. How do we get our luggage upstairs? Now, that sounds like a funny joke, but I sincerely feel that Sierra doesn't know how to get her luggage upstairs, and that worries me. Um, we find out that the kitchen stinks. Paige is like, oh my God, we left raw oysters and chicken in the fridge for a week. Which, by the way, I love that production doesn't clean up the summer house. I love that they're like, let's let the kids from the summer house figure out how to get out this raw chicken. Like, I love that. I love it. Hands off. It is so great because then it just gives us a little bit more immediacy, a little more, it makes it a little more real for us where I'm like, I can smell that raw chicken. I can totally smell that. I've been at a house where people are disgusting and I have, I, you know, like you, 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 it's like immediately you're viscerally there. Um, but I love Paige goes, let's act like we don't see it or smell it. Like Paige is so fucking lazy unless it involves clothing. Like it is so funny. She's like, let's act like we don't see it so we don't have to clean it. 
And Paige is like, well, I'm just going to drink rosé. Carl comes in. Uh, the girls are outside swimming or like laying around the pool and they're talking about how it's Friday the 13th. And Paige goes, I don't love that. And Carl comes out to the pool. He's like, hello, ladies. And they're like, hi, Carl. What did you do this week? And he was like, well, it was an emotional week. My brother's passing was a year ago. This was shot in August. And we get a flashback of last season when he found out. And, and you know, this was all on camera of him being called and told that his brother had uh, passed away and him telling Lindsay. And he lets the ladies know that this week, you know, him and his parents cried a lot. They talked. He talked a lot to his mom and dad and that he has given them the gift of his sobriety so they don't have to worry about him. And he says, everyone is in a better place uh, and I'm in the best place I've ever been. And listen, there's no jokes there. I just think there, I think Carl, it's really nice when somebody commits to bettering themselves. I'm not at that place yet, but hopefully someday I will be. And Carl truly is an inspiration. I really, really, really can't say enough how I respect him and how he handles this stuff because in adversity and when you're in a sadness like that, it's so hard to then make the decision to improve yourself because it's much easier to destroy yourself. And for him to turn around and do the right things, I think is just so, so incredible. So man, hats hats off. He'll never hear this, but I just think I just, what a, what an inspirational thing. What an inspiration for so many people. Uh, Carl also then goes, I have a visitor, uh, Mackenzie. She was in New York. We got together. We have a connection. Um, we flash back to the date they had four days ago. And uh, she's going to come to the party. And they're like, does she drink? And, and he's like, no, she doesn't drink a lot. And she's actually really supportive of me not drinking. And Sierra's like, I used to be that way about not drinking. And Carl's like, until you got here, right? <laughs> uh, Luke comes into the summer house. He opens the fridge he's like oh my god geez oh my god i believe he's wearing a big hat kyle and amanda come in kyle says traffic is getting so bad again coming down here which i wonder if they meant like it's not it's you know it's coming out of covid where you know remember covid traffic was no traffic it was like the best it was the one of the only good things about a worldwide pandemic and Amanda doesn't hear him and goes, what? And she, he goes, that he goes, that's the worst traffic we've had. And then Amanda goes, what about Travis? And Kyle's walking out the door. He goes, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm telling you, man, like they are in this place where they're saying shit like that. He like, well, like that's on camera, dude. Dude, shut the fuck up. Like t- uh, to your fiance. Like what? Uh, Luke. Man of the hour, man of the weekend. We have a couple great Luke moments this uh, episode. He is cleaning out the raw chicken. He's cleaning out the fridge. And um, Luke uh, hugs Amanda. Carl hugs Amanda. Amanda comes out to the pool to see the girls. Kyle comes out. Um, They're talking about Lindsay and uh, Danielle, or Lindsay's birthday. And right at that moment, we hear Lindsay and Danielle pull up. They're honking the horn, and Lindsay's screaming, My birthday weekend! Like, Lindsay's somebody that really loves to celebrate their birthday. I love to hide on my birthday, but Lindsay wants all the attention, and she leans into it. She's not going to pretend she doesn't. I respect that. I do. Kyle says, Yo, we um, we should go outside by the car and greet her. And Sierra's like, Well, you know, when she comes to the backyard, we'll we'll greet her out here. I'm not getting up. And then Sierra pounds her drink. And uh, 
<sighs> okay. Uh, Lindsay says, uh, I am so excited for this weekend. Luke presents her with flowers. What a gentleman. Sierra says, where's my flowers for me? Alex, uh, we find out, isn't coming this weekend, which is weird because then people sent me photos of Alex at the Summer House birthday party. So I don't know why they said he wasn't coming and then he was there in the background. I don't, if somebody knows that, please let me know. And I'm sorry that I don't know that for you guys because I know some people ask me. Um, everybody's like, where's Austin staying? And Lindsay says, I'm assuming my room. And <laughs> Sierra's like, uh, at this point, Austin is pulling up. The guys are still cleaning the kitchen like men. And Luke says, uh, uh, Luke says, it's your birthday, Lindsay. Kyle talks about his speech um, that he did this past weekend, uh, you know, apologizing for that again. And we cut into the pool conversation with Amanda telling the girls that she's still not mad at any of them for that conversation and that Kyle realized that his birthday speech wasn't the right time or place. Um, Kyle says, but yeah, it kind of felt good to get it off my shoulders because he's in the kitchen telling the guys this. So it's like that summer loving the girls and the guys going back and forth. And Kyle's still like, Kyle's still trying to like, I think I did the right thing. I think it was a pretty good move overall. Yeah. Um, Kyle's like, we're excited, man. Believe it or not, we bicker and fight. We get over it. But, you know, keep it to yourself at this point. And, guys, I'm so sad to say this, but Kyle has no evidence of a sty in his high this week. You guys, I'm on hiatus. It's me, Kyle Sty. I'm out of work. I'm on unemployment. Please, if you see any work in reality shows or being on men who make aggressive speeches, please let me know. I need work. Austin comes in, and this is such a bro thing. Like, Carl's like, dude! And they, like, high-five and hug. And it's just like you can just see them as boys just being excited. Uh, they're like, yeah, Austin, yeah! And Austin says, where's the birthday girl? And, uh, you know, he comes out. He, Lindsay jumps on him. She swings him around. Sierra's face is hysterical during all of these scenes whenever they interact. It gets really good face work. Danielle asks the girls, um, like, hey, so what's the deal with Alex, Carl, and Austin? And Paige is like, uh, oh, Alex, we don't give a fuck about, Paige says. And Austin goes, what's up, crew? What's up? It's me, Austin. Austin hugs Danielle, and he hugs Sierra, and he immediately, he immediately goes into Austin mode. He's like, you look cute. He's like, the way he pulls it, you guys, is I've really thought a lot about this. Is that he's tall? Sure. But he also acts a little feminine. Like, he's like, girl, what are you giving? What, what are these looks you're giving me? Oh, my God. I appreciate your looks so much. Like, he kind of does that thing. And I think that really, I think I think Sierra likes that. I think a lot of women like that. So he's like, um, he's like, you and Paige, you got these cute little outfits going. Okay. And, and uh, then he sees Maya. And he goes, I don't know this person. And I'm like, you stay away from her and you get a job, Austin. How dare you? You do not look upon Maya. You leave that that beautiful lady alone. You leave her alone, Austin. Like, he looked at her he was like, I don't know this person. I'm like, oh, you better keep it that way, Bob. Um, all the girls get up. They're going back into the house, except for Sierra and Austin. They're looking at each other's kneecaps. And they're like, oh, I don't know. It's so dumb. And... 
And he's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, do you not burn? Do you not put in Sierra's like black people still use sunscreen idiot. Uh, Luke's in the kitchen cooking. Sierra asks, uh, Austin, are you excited for Lindsay's birthday? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't really gotten to talk to her. Bullshit lie. He has bullshit lie. This is where he's putting those seeds, you guys, of like, oh, yeah, you know what? I This is kind of the first, uh, oh, it's her birthday this weekend? Interesting. Okay, well, I haven't really talked to her. Much. Yeah, you have talked to her. You're trying to say that to her so she doesn't, you know, get her panties in a twist. Um, and then Sierra's like, did you know you're spending the night in her bedroom? And Sierra's like, he's like, what? What? And Sarah's like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, no, Andrea said, and Austin calls Andrea, Andy. He said, Andy said he wasn't coming tonight. So there's an extra room. And Sierra says, you're not staying in Lindsay's room. Not to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what to do. And, uh, and then Austin does the Austin thing where he goes, he looks at her, he takes it and he goes, Hey, you're just really pretty when you're mad. Let's have fun this weekend. It's literally a bit like, hey, gotta take another look at you. I just want, hey, I just want to take another look at you. I'd like to lick you from front to back. Like he's, he goes, hey, you're just really pretty when you're mad. Let's have fun this weekend. And then Sierra goes, if we make out, whatever. Like Sierra, don't just get like so. Now Austin knows he's got the power. He's like power of Grayskull. He's he man. He's like fuck yeah man. I got. I'm back in this. I'm back in this situation. I got Lindsay up on my shit. I got Sierra up on my shit. Sierra's not gonna call me on my shit. Just says, "Don't sleep in Lindsay's bedroom." But everything else, everything's good. Like it is wild. This guy is getting away with with relationship murder. So we see four boxes. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Summer house is fully activated. Movement everywhere. Kyle is. Oh, sorry. Luke ends up bringing up the luggage for Sierra and the girls because they don't know how to do it without Andrea. So their luggage is now upstairs. If you guys were wondering, Austin tells Lindsay in the kitchen. He goes, "Hey, let's go get a drink somewhere and catch up." Which, by the way, Austin move separate and conquer. He's like, "I'm not going to be able to be pervy and weird with Lindsay unless I get her to a second location, uh, because that way I will not have Sierra's eyes on it because I want to feel." free to be a freak and uh lindsay asks where's your luggage and danielle this whole time you've got to watch danielle's face she is just she, i think she even has a bag of chips and she's just watching like it is the most entertaining thing she's like like what's gonna happen what's going to happen with lindsay and Nelson? and lindsay goes i was assuming you were gonna camp out in my room and then he says well andy said he's gonna be modeling blah 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 blah, blah. he's like take my room play it by ear play by play it by ear and uh he's like hey show me the rooms lindsay um Mackenzie texts Carl and says, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And Carl texts back, me too. Very cute. Um, so we see Andy's room and uh, Austin's like, this is a great room. You know, is your room a palace compared to this room? And she's like, it is. Come see it. It has a California king. Like, dude, Lindsay, we get it. You want Austin in your room. Now, this is a thing that. And listen, I've done. I, I get this. I get I get this. Like, I, I I get what he's... I don't know if I get what he's trying to do, but I get that he's trying to say, like, I want to be here so at least I can fall asleep in Andy's room and not have to worry about upsetting Sierra if I go to Lindsay's room, even though if I would want to go to... You know, like, so he's trying to say, you know what? Like, hey, this is great. What are you talking about? But Lindsay's not taking no for an answer. Um, girls are all talking up in the other bedroom. 
And they hear Austin and Lindsay because Lindsay's now showing Austin her room. And uh, Austin's like, who's in here? And uh, Sierra's like, you dork, you're talking so loud. And Lindsay just shuts the door on the girls and goes, bye, we're leaving. And Sierra in a talking head says she's always going to make a point that uh, that me and Austin, we're friends first. Do you want a cookie? Do you want a cookie, Lindsay? You know, uh, if you do want a cookie, maybe Maya can cook you one. That's not even a good talking head. Like, that's a dorky sentence. Um, and and uh, so, so Lindsay shuts the door and Sierra goes, dude, she's fucking insane. So we go to a new scene. Uh, we find out we're going to be partying at the Kitchen Social Club. We're going to be there by 845, you guys. So do not be late, Kyle says. Make sure you there are. We're going to leave at 845. Remember that. Carl seems nervous. He has some nervous energy. And I don't know if I was picking up on that because McKenzie is coming into town. That's what I took it as. But who knows? Sierra passes Lindsay in the hallway. Um, they just don't interact with each other at all. And Kyle says, Carl, I want to hear a little bit more about McKenzie. And... Carl's like, yeah, I gave her the keys to my apartment. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? We're at keys of the apartment? Why? Is it, did you need to let a cable guy in? What's? I mean, what is going on? Keys to your apartment? And then that got dropped. We didn't get any more information about that. And I need way more information. We're at keys time? We're giving keys. And then we're not making a big, like, come on. This is what Carl, this is the only storyline Carl has. I need to get more into the keys. Uh, we cut to Danielle and Amanda drinking, doing pre-drinking. Uh, Lindsay and Austin are like, bye guys. We'll meet you at the social clubhouse. 845. Um, Kyle goes into Amanda who's getting ready in the bedroom. He's like, babe, food's ready. And she's like, I've been talking to people and I'm trying to do my makeup and to get dressed and shit happens. And sometimes you're not ready. I'll be right there. Like these guys are just at each other. Like they, they both annoy the shit out of each other. Like even on the simplest things. So we're having a burger night, you guys. We're having a nice burger night. Burgers are so so delicious if they're good. Wow. That's why you guys listen to the podcast for foodie reviews like that. You know what are good? Burgers. Um, so Paige goes, uh, do you want to split a corn with me, Maya? I always like I I don't I'm not a good food splitter. I need to be I need to be a better food splitter. I just do. Like I eat too much food and I would really I I should split my corn. I should. I should. Luke says, "Am I in another world, Lindsay? Like am I in another world? Lindsay and Austin aren't here. Does anyone know where they went?" And Kyle's like, "Yeah, they went they went out to North Sea Tavern to have some drinks." And then we cut to North Sea Ta- Tavern and they walk in arm in arm, Lindsay and Austin. And Austin's like, let's get fucked up. Um, and then Austin pulls an Austin movie. He goes, first off, you don't look 35. You look 29. You look fire. And your tits look like fire, too. And he goes, he goes, it's, it's the motherfucking first thing I looked at. Amazing, Austin. Way to create. Like, he's like, yo, your vagina is fire, Lindsay. Like, what are you? Like, he's feeling so cocky that he is now testing the limits of being pervy. You know what I'm saying? He's like, well, she's giving me an inch. Let me see if I can start making butthole comments. Like, you know, like it's it. it, it, and, and, And unfortunately, Lindsay's eating it up. And this is where it's unfortunate when alcohol is involved, because it is just a slippery slope. It's like two people just testing boundary after boundary. It's not, not good at all. Um, so uh, we get, uh, you know, 
So that happens. It's very disturbing in so many ways. Um, we get a chilled Casamigos and two tequila sodas on the side. That's the drink order. Lindsay says, hot girl summer. I'm having a hot hub summer. And Austin says, yeah, you are. It's important to do you and to be selfish. You're never selfish. And that's an, another important Austin clue. He's like trying to say like, yeah, it's be selfish like me. I'm selfish. I love to fuck around. Just, hey, if you want to f- fuck around with me, I'll fuck around with you. Let's all be zombies. Like, it's like creepy like that. It's creepy. But he's like, yeah, man, do you. I'm going to do me. Let's do each other. Um, they order some steak bites, medium rare. She also orders matzah. If you guys needed to know her order, that was it. Um, we cut back to Luke talking around their table. And, uh, oh, sorry. Before that, Lindsay says, you don't like to disappoint people and it works Wait, what is it? What? What? Uh, uh, what? This is why it's good to take multiple breaks while I uh, record because I have got an answer now thanks to uh, Bryce Sanders, who's the Entertainment Tonight uh, Bravo reporter. He's awesome. He's been on the show before. Uh, Really nice guy. But he says, he found out, so two judgy girls were the ones that put that post that Alex and Jason Cameron were both at Lindsay's party, but we didn't see them at all. And I had told you earlier that I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I burped. That I'm sorry. I didn't know the answer. And now I know more of the answer is that Bryce asked Lindsay and Lindsay says, my birthday is not over yet. So that means next week we will potentially see Alex and Jason and how they come into the story. So, whew, thank God I was not going to be able to sleep at night, and now I can. So that is the answer, folks. We will know more next week. Okay, so back to this. Um, Lindsay says um, to Austin, you don't like to disappoint people. And uh, he's like, yeah, I don't, you know. Um, and uh, I think this is a key to Austin, is that... Austin gets himself into a lot of trouble. And by the way, this is where I did relate to Austin because I don't like to disappoint people either. And it gets me into trouble. Like it really, really has gotten me into trouble. Like just from things of like going places and, and not telling other friends where I'm at. Cause I don't want other like back in, you know, back in the day when you'd hang out with a friend and you know, you wouldn't announce it to all your friends because then they'd be like, why am I not there too? Like just stupid shit like that. But Austin seems like he does that with everything in his life. Um, we cut back to Luke talking and um, about uh, Austin, how, you know, how this whole thing came up. And Danielle says, I still don't know a lot about Austin and Lindsay's relationship. Carl has no idea. And Sierra um, says, I get it. I get it's Lindsay's birthday and I'm expecting him to spend time with her, but he better not spend time in her bed. And Luke goes, are you dating? Like in regards to Austin. And she goes, no, I'm not. And then Luke goes, well, why does it matter if he stays in Lindsay's bed? Yeah. Why, Sierra? Because I know exactly the path Luke is going down with this line of questioning. I saw it and I was like, good for you. And Luke really impressed me in this scene because Luke sometimes doesn't know how to like kind of speak clearly. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes. Like I, I, I root for him, but like sometimes he's not the best arguer or, you know, like he just sometimes let, lets people run all over him in terms of arguments. And, uh, so, uh, Sierra goes, well, it's just not happening. Cause I said so. And Amanda says, well, it, it, it alluded to that they have had more, 
you know, in the past. And then Luke goes, well, was it not uncomfortable when I was on vacation in Vermont and Sierra was hooking up with Austin in front of me and we get a flashback to Vermont and all of that happening? Because remember, Sierra was brought on this show as Luke's friend that he had slept with and wanted potentially something with. And, you know, then the Hannah, you know, we don't speak her name, Hannah situation all happened. And Luke got pointed as the biggest, the world's biggest fuckboy ever. And Sierra's like, I'm totally fine. I, I I want them to be friends. And Danielle says, you know, it's it's platonic. And what I know from both of them is that that could also change. And Luke says, well, going into the winter house, you know, there was no issue. You were all over Austin and hooking up in front of me. And it would have been nice if you would have treated me with a little respect. And then Sierra was like, stop acting like you're such a victim, Luke. And he goes, my point is, I'm a fuckboy, okay, right? I'm a fuckboy in all things, but when you're having fun with a guy who is clearly having fun with you and whoever he wants to, he's not a fuckboy, and it's okay then? It's a double standard, and he's damn well right in this, you guys. He is damn well right, because Austin is a fuckboy, which, by the way, Sierra goes, he's not a fuckboy. He is a fuckboy, Luke wasn't trying to fuck Hannah, you guys. I know it breaks Hannah's heart at the end of the day, but it just, he wasn't trying to do that. And yes, he made a lot of mistakes, but Sierra branded him a fuckboy and treated him like a second-class citizen and was like, don't, hey, don't call after such and such time. It's weird. It's creepy if you text me after nine. Dude, if Austin fucking texted her at nine saying, I want to lick your butthole, it would not be weird for Sierra at all. And then Sierra's like, why are you so concerned with me in Austin? Um, and uh, Paige is like, yeah, boys don't have a lot of double standards. You can live with that one, Paige says. I'm like, okay, Paige. Dude, just admit your friend is wrong here. Um, and in a talking head, Luke goes, last summer, Sierra treated me poorly. Poorly. And they show that, you know, don't text someone after a certain time boundary scene uh, from Summer House. And yet Austin is doing what he wants and continues to be involved with uh, her and Lindsay a thousand percent. He's a hypocrite, whatever. But I love that Luke stood up for himself because Luke must have been curious of like, yo, wait, why is it all right for Austin to like just lay havoc in the summer house house? But when I even just tried to be nice to Sierra and say, let's watch a movie or something, she shot me down and made me feel like a creep. And I think sometimes you do have to stick up for yourself in those situations. I thought it was a very interesting point. So we cut back to Tweedledum and Lindsay. Um, of course, I'm talking about Austin. And, uh, you know, he, he's saying, well, yeah, I'm trying to gauge Sierra's reaction, but I want to have fun and party, you know? And if I have fun, it's going to be viewed as rubbing something in someone's face. And Lindsay's saying the same thing. And Lindsay goes, don't worry about it. Sierra's been into Carl and Alex, so you're off the hook. And I love that because it's true. But I love that Lindsay's so petty like that. I do. I mean, it's funny, but it's true. Sierra's been all into Carl and Alex. Why? Like, there's so many double standards happening. Guess what? Life isn't fair. It sucks. We all want to have sex with each other. We all want to kiss and love each other. And we all hurt each other's feelings because then we don't want to kiss and hug and have sex with each other. It sucks. Interpersonal relationships suck. It's always hard. There is never, unless you're Brad Pitt or Ariana Grande, or there, nobody, you're not universally going to want everybody to everybody's not going to universally want to hook up with you all the time forever you know 
Austin is on one of the weirdest runs of his life, I'm sure, because I don't imagine he grew up with this kind of like girls throwing themselves his way. So it's like, you know, it's like Spider-Man, man, with great power comes great responsibility and he's not being responsible. Um, Austin says, hey, Lindsay, Sierra told me I was not allowed to stay in your room. This is this is classic. I'm, you know, cla- like Austin, you idiot. You shouldn't have said that. I'm wondering if the producers made him, but he's drunk at this point. And Lindsay goes, what a fucking little insecure girl. If Sierra is intimidated, that's her problem. And she needs to get over it. I'm not going to walk on eggshells. She's known my best. This is a talking head. She's known my best friend for a couple of months. And it's my motherfucking birthday. Also, a little weird that Lindsay calls um, Austin her best friend. Yeah, I don't love it. Like, it's weird. That's not your best. Whatever. Lindsay seems like she potentially has a lot of best friends. I get it. I get it. I do that too. So, um... And also, when people are walking on eggshells, Lindsay, remember, you got those 28-year-old eggs. So feel those are strong eggs. People can walk over them. Um, she's like, I don't, wanna, I don't want anyone giving you instructions on how you have to act around me. And Austin says, babe, do you think anyone can tell me what to do? Oh, you're so tough, Austin. Oh, my God, you're such a rebel. Babe, do you think anyone can tell me what to do? Gotta got take another look at you. Hey, hey, Lindsay. God damn. Like Austin's literally like, can I see your 28 year old eggs, please? Um, Danielle is uh, back at the house. We're back at the summer house. She's like, I'm going to get ready. have a getting ready drink or two. 8.32 p. It's 8.32, 8.32 p.m. We have four boxes. Big, 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 big. Summer house is getting ready. Danielle calls her boyfriend, Robert. We find out Robert recently quit his job. He's back in Montauk cooking, but it's great because they'll be able to see each other more. He's coming to Lindsay's birthday tomorrow. And Kyle comes into the room while they're talking. He's like, you coming, bro? Will you bring aphrodisiacs? I don't even know what that is. Is that code for cocaine? I have no clue. We cut to um, uh, finding out that Craig is going to come on Thursday. Oh, yeah. So Amanda and Paige are talking. And she's like, Craig's coming on Thursday. And Amanda goes, I've always liked Craig more. And I'm like, that's not, I, I like Andrea more, but whatever. Um. And Paige goes, of course. Like, oh God, of course. Like, yeah, of course. Um, Amanda and Paige are talking and Kyle comes in. He's like, kisses, babe, kisses. And she's just like in a conversation with Paige. And he's like, oh, I guess I don't get kisses. Like already in a huff. Um, Girls go in one car, boys in another on the way to the club. It's 9.42 p.m. Um, They get to their table. Amanda immediately orders five espresso martinis. She ain't playing around, folks. Austin and Lindsay comes up. Lindsay is wasted and tackles Carl. Um, uh, And then, uh, so then Austin sees, this is another Austinism. Austin sees Sierra and he goes, he looks at her. He's like, takes her and he goes, what is this, you little minx? You little Jezebel. He uses these big, weird words so girls can think he's kind of artsy of like, what's a Jezebel? Oh, my God. He, he's too much. A Jezebel? That's how nobody's ever caught. I don't even know what it is. It's so cute. Oh, my God, Austin. You got me a Jezebel? <laughs> and Austin goes, I'm fucked up for sure right now. Another Austinism. Throw out that you're wasted. 
I don't know. Anything could happen. I could put fingers anywhere and I'd be wasting. You couldn't blame me. Lindsay is clocking all of this behavior. I love when the girls are just, just clocking each other. Luke asked, by the way, we should, we should be clocking Austin. We shouldn't be clocking Lindsay or Lindsay clocking Sierra. It should just be Austin. Get together and kick him the fuck out. Uh, Luke asks Paige, how was your week? And she's like, I saw Craig. And he goes, did you get butterflies? And she goes, yeah, I did. And he's like, she goes, really? Get the fuck out of here. All right. Like Luke's a positive dude. Carl says uh, to Austin, welcome to our home away from home to Austin. And Austin is just hammered. And Carl goes, I'm seven months sober. I'm feeling great. And Austin's like, yeah. Um, then this is interesting. Austin goes back to uh, Sierra and goes, you look like goddamn Celine Dion. Now, I can only speak as a male, but as a female, I think, it, you know, you want what you want to hear is you sound a lot like Celine Dion. If somebody told me I looked like Celine Dion, I that that would be. Uh, yeah, we would have to have a time out there because I, I, you know, now sounding like Celine, that's a, that's the voice of an angel. It's the voice of a God. Come on. Looking like Celine. I just don't think that's the, the way to go. And what an interesting thing of like, I really tried to look at it from all angles and I just couldn't see any Celine Dion in Sierra at that moment. I might've missed a scene where she th- sang the theme song to Titanic, but I don't think I did. Um, Lindsay is, uh, is saying like to she's like to Luke she's like I don't understand what is going on with them, what the fuck he's gra- and, uh, he's fully grabbing her ass you guys like we see that and she's like can someone tell me what the fuck is going on right now and then they kiss you guys Austin and Sierra and Lindsay sees this and is like let's go home let's get the fuck out of here we get a new scene they walk into the summer house it's twelve fifty one a.m um carl helps Lindsay get her shoes off which is always just funny when they have these little moments knowing that they're gonna hook up and now we're gonna see them all over instagram for the rest of our lives they literally release a new couple's photo every couple of hours i love it but it's it's a lot of couples photos but when you know you know when you know you want to share it on the gram you know uh maya says uh what do you want, Lindsay? What do you want? And she's trying to eat frozen Tostinos. And they're like, she's like, they're frozen, Lindsay. Uh, Sierra, Kyle, and Austin come in. Paige is on the phone with Craig. It still says Craig, Paige's friend underneath it. And he's like, did you make out with a lot of boys? And she said, well, you said you didn't want to know, Craig. And he goes, Ugh. And she goes, obviously, I didn't, Craig, which is just great signs all around. Um, Kyle is hugging Lindsay, and she's like, I'm going into 35 years old, having a 28-year-old birthday party tomorrow. And Kyle's like, yeah, those eggs, girls, that's all that matters. And, like, Austin is like, yeah, but, like, barely. And and Lindsay goes to her room, and she goes, fucking idiots, all of them. I love that, man. That's I love you know, I love Lindsay can always, Lindsay's smart. She can see what's happening. It's just that sometimes her emotions and her, you know, her romantic feelings lead her down a bad path sometimes. Um, Sierra, uh, goes into Andrea's bedroom with Austin and he goes, you're dirty ass. You smell. And Austin goes, Andy, Andy is like my best friend. And he goes, and then you guys, we had one of the most magical moments. I've been waiting for this since last season. You guys, we hear a voice all of a sudden that says, the acoustics in this room are insane. Luke Goldbrunson has his guitar in the summer house. Suit and tie, hey, slick back. Dude, remember, oh God, last summer house, he would like always be drunk and then he would be playing his guitar in his room. 
he has his guitar and he's walking around the kitchen going out into the outside area with his guitar just fiddling on it. Return of Luke and his guitar. Yeah, I'm so excited. At this point, Kyle has wrapped a whole blanket around himself and like an invisibility cloak and Paige and Sierra are in the kitchen and, and Paige goes, Kyle, that's not an invisibility cloak. And he's like, oh, oh, he's like drunk Kyle. He's kitchen Kyle. We've trademarked that kitchen Kyle. And Sierra says, we're back to Austin room. Oh, sorry. It was Maya and Paige in there. Sierra's in the room with Austin. Sierra says, Austin, no, for really, you smell. And she's like, she's like stretching his legs. And she's like, she goes, how flexible are you? Um, so then we, uh, we get back to the kitchen and Kyle's just like in his cape, just being a weirdo, just eating food, going like, fuck. And then he goes back into the bedroom with Amanda, who's passed out. And he just throws the, the, uh, the blanket cape on the ground and goes into bed. Uh, Luke comes back in from outside, still playing the guitar. Very exciting. We cut to Austin and Sierra, and this is this is it, folks. He goes, I'm going to eat you from front to back with a bottle of tequila in his hand. And uh, it's fucking Tom Schwartz energy right here. And uh, she goes, are you being serious right now? And he goes, take it off. She goes, Austin, on the camera? And then they look at the camera and goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> but, like, I love, I love that, like, Sierra was like, like, potentially, it felt like she was like, I would love to get eaten front to back. Uh, Austin, are you for real right now? You would do that to me? Like, I couldn't understand. Like, you know what I say? It was, like, weird. It was like, I almost thought she took it as a compliment. I, I don't know. So, four boxes and bleep, 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 3.57 a.m. Sierra finally goes back to her bedroom. We don't know what happened with her and Austin. Maya and Paige are sleeping. Uh, everybody's sleeping, but now it's Saturday at 7.51 a.m. Carl's up, of course. Now uh, everyone is starting to get up because we see Lindsay lugging things outside, like lugging lawn, lawn furniture, screaming, like, oh, I'm working so hard to sit on my birthday. Paige and Maya wake up, and Paige is like, it's so fucking hot. Like, you know, when you think work, you don't think Paige, you know? Um, uh, Lindsay talks to Carl and goes, Carl, it's about time to wake everyone up. We need help out here for my, for my 35th birthday. Amanda wakes up and asks Kyle, why is this blanket on the floor? And he goes, I don't know. She goes, what do you mean you don't know? Well, it's not like I walked in with it. And unfortunately we have videotape proof that, that he did. He was wearing the blanket cape and walked in, you know, we, we all saw it. Um, and then Amanda's like, so it crawled in here on its own, which is just like, Jesus, guys, you're already up and you're already arguing. Come on. Uh, Luke comes out. I'm here to help. Thank God. Paige uh, is walking down like, it's, I guess I got to help. Kyle says, um, hey, Austin, tonight you're going to have a dilemma with the bed situation, right? And Lindsay is talking to the guys and comes in, talking to the guys in the kitchen and goes, hey, guys, would love some help. Thanks so much. Um Sierra asks what the theme is to Lindsay, and she goes, it's a twisted fairy tale, my fairy tale. We've got a make-your-own-sandwich bar. I love she's leaning into that. We've got a um, uh, uh, a tequila bar, because I'm dying to go to Mexico. And then there is going to be a nightclub, the One Night Stand Club. And then these balloons over here represent all the eggs inside of me. And they all laugh. Lindsay can be really funny sometimes. So anyways, they're all, 
you know, just setting things up. Luke is connecting things. Things are, you know, just things are, things are being worked on, folks. It's a whole thing. Um, Austin wakes up and he's like, talks to Sierra, goes, I woke up and I was like, what happened? And Sierra said, you said some wild things last night. <laughs> like, you know, Austin, uh, by the way, Austin also probably knows exactly what he said too. But I love, I love, I would just love that Sierra and her mind is like, he's going to eat me front to back. I've got to make sure my back is well-groomed right now. Um, Andy, Andrea pulls up. He's like, hello, summer house. Hey, oh, Lindsay, happy birthday. And he has a gift for her. He's like, this is from me and Alex. Who's not here? I, I, love, Andre I love Andrea. Andrea hugs Austin. He's like, hey, Austin, all right. Um, and he goes to Austin and Sierra. He goes, how are you lovebirds, huh? Uh, you slept in my bed. You keep the sheet clean? You keep the sheets clean. And he goes, she didn't sleep in my bed. And he goes, hey, Austin, we can throw back in, you know, the little girl. Uh, you know, you share the bed like in Vermont with the little girl. Like he's talking about Paige when they all. Uh, anyways. And uh, Austin's like, I'll sleep with any uh, with Andy. I don't care. You know, and uh, Paige is setting up the cake t table. Uh, Carl's like, I'm so excited for everyone to meet Mackenzie. He breaks this little fairy because he's nervous as fuck right now. Um, and he says, I'm excited to see her. And she has a good outfit. And that's all that matters. Uh, and he goes, it's, and Paige is like, it's good to be a little, a little nervous. It means you like her. So she pulls up. She has flowers for Lindsay. Mackenzie does. Um, Carl and Kyle are walking in. And then uh, Sierra is just chilling. Sierra is just chilling with Austin. Mackenzie gets there. He's like, hey. And Austin and Sierra are like, oh, my God, should we go say hi? Should we give him a moment? Everybody's excited to meet Mackenzie. Um, Sierra's like, oh, yeah, let's just have him, let him have a moment. Austin says, I didn't even get Lindsay anything, and she got her flowers. Uh, we go up to Carl's room where Mackenzie lets us know she tried to pack light-ish. Um, and uh, Mackenzie hugs Carl and says, you're so sweaty. Uh now that's an interesting, pay attention to that because something else comes up here in a second. So McKenzie is definitely somebody that's into hygiene. I just want to point that out. Not that it's a good thing, I think, but it, potentially bad because she already points out you're so sweaty. Uh. So they're still decorating. Austin and Kyle are going on a liquor run. McKenzie meets everyone. She's like, I'm a hugger. And they all hug. Luke and Amanda are putting up the flower wall. Kyle in the car with Austin says, uh, sometimes I want to fuck my car, Austin. And Austin's like, you want to lick your car from front to back? No, but like Kyle has his new car and he's like, I want to, but by the way, I'd watch that, you know, if Kyle fucking his car, you know, and then six years in, you know, him and his car would start fighting like him and Amanda. Uh, for some reason, Kyle's wig is in the car and, and Kyle goes, that's my go-to wig when I really want to be myself. Kyle's wearing a shirt that says Kyle on it. Um, we're back. Mackenzie hops on Carl in his room. We have four boxes. People are putting their makeup on for the fairy tale. Luke is doing very complicated makeup for the Mad Hatter. Great makeup. Robert Danielle's boyfriend comes in. Um, uh, then we go back to the car and Kyle says, my wedding is in 41 days. Did you get your invite, Austin? And he goes, Austin's like, I cannot wait. Um, 
And Kyle says, you know how many people got married with 10 friends during the pandemic? We want to celebrate huge with our friends and family. Dude, I officiated a wedding that was like 20 people. Like, I'll still always regret that. It was supposed to be like 150 people. Like, do you know that kind of free advertising? If I officiated that wedding for 150 people, maybe Lauren Michaels would have been in, at that audience. Maybe Andy Cohen would have been. It really would have been because I did so good and only 20 people got to see it. It's so frustrating. Um, <laughs> so this is Kyle brings up in the car to... To Austin, he goes, uh, investor, my investors for Loverboy have been asking about a prenup. And I don't want to, you know, bum out her or her family, you know, with this reason to be concerned. And in a talking head, Kyle's like, you know, if couples are couples and then they're businessing together, it sometimes is 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 weird. And uh Kyle goes, I've been thinking about it since 2019, how to approach this, how to approach this conversation. Cause that's when an investor first told me. And I just don't know how to broach that with Amanda. And I'm like, Austin, Jesus. No, Austin says, this gives me anxiety. And I got to tell you, Jesus, Kyle, what the fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck you think, dude, you think now's that like, what is going on, man? If you were even considering a prenup, this should have been done a year ago. Are you out of your mother clucking mind? I want to root for you so bad and you continue to do stupid as hell things like this. It's so frustrating. Help me understand. We cut two four boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. Summer house. Lindsay's boobs are just hanging out. Austin is in her room now and he's like, girl... You're naked as fuck and your nipples are out to play. Austin, shut the fuck up. You're gross. Ew, get the fuck out of the room. Mackenzie is dressed up like little Bo Peep. Looks very pretty. Uh, uh, Amanda's riding an inflatable. And then I realized that Kyle is that inflatable. Uh, everyone is fully in. I love the commitment. I love commitment on these shows. Um, I do see a high noon seltzer in a kitchen shot. And I'm like, I thought we were only allowed to show lover boy seltzers. So that was, that was odd for me. Um, Andrea says, Paige, you look cute. But you would tell he's sad. He's like, Paige, look cute. Uh, little Paige, look cute. And he like, doesn't like me. Like Craig. Uh, he's dressed as Aladdin. And then Paige is like, can we call our friend Craig? And then Andrea goes to the other room to pout because Craig gets on, you know, and they're all like, Craig. And Andrea's like, I'm so sad. I'm so sad, little Paige. Didn't like, like Craig. Didn't like little Andrea. You know, come on. Um, Maya says, uh, Kyle can't drink in his inflatable because it's like, you know, zippered up. And Maya's like, that's Amanda's dream that you can't drink. Maya says, um, Lindsay's coming down. Lindsay's coming down. Birthday girl's coming down. Lindsay comes down, looks amazing, sexy, and dude, Sierra's face is like, like you, you, she looks stressed. Uh, and Lindsay goes, everyone looks so good. I'm so excited for my birthday. Hot hop summer. Let's go. All the guests are coming in. Now, Sophie Ross, who hosts this show with me on Monday is at the summer house. I talked to her this week. I could not see her. I was, I was freeze framing that shit. Like the Zapruder film. Like the JFK assassination, I was really looking closely for her. Couldn't, but we'll see. Maybe she shows up next week. Um, and this was just a mistake. Like, and, and this bums me out. I should have gone. I should have gone. Sophie at the last minute invited me, and I just should have just thrown caution to the wind and just went to that summer house park. Could you imagine being part of history like that? Um, Danielle says, uh, I hope the guy I'm trying to set up Maya with is here. So we find out that Danielle's going to try to set up Maya, which I love. And she's like, I didn't tell her because I'm just hoping it's like a peripheral meeting where they just kind of like 
Like Danielle handles this in such a great way. I love it so much. Shots are being had. So many pictures are being taken. Um, Lindsay's like, ah, oh, my nipples are out. Maya walks, the dude for Maya walks in, good looking dude. And Austin lets somebody know that he's on his 19th shot. I'm like, dude, then why don't just go die out? No, go to the hospital then. Um, uh, Austin also tells Sierra, he goes, the green just works with you. Your green outfit. Take a shot with me. And then he goes, yeah, put some glitter on me, please. You see how he plays it? This is how he plays it, you guys. He does the same pattern of behavior with women. Um, and then uh, she, Sierra puts on Kyle's blonde wig and he goes, oh, you look sexy. I would still definitely touch you in that wig. Like he's always throwing it out there. Carl is with Mackenzie and they see Kyle freaking out in his inflatable outfit. And Carl says, look at that guy. He cracks me up. He's like, I can't believe Kyle is one of my favorite people and he's my boss and he's my best friend. And Mackenzie goes, yeah, Amanda's going to be with, uh, with that forever. Lucky girl. And I could like, I shit you not guys. I can't, I couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic or real, but it had to have been sarcastic. I don't know. But Guys, I'm really excited to let you know the summer house is in full effect. Everything is going full steam. We are partying. We are drinking. We are in inflatables and makeup. It is everything that the summer house should be. Danielle says um, uh, to Maya to, to go over to this area, and that's where the guy is. His name's Oliver. He's tall, dark, and handsome, and says she's got a great head on her shoulders and is perfect for Maya. Uh, Mackenzie, at this point, to Carl goes, you, do you need a breath mint? Your breath kind of smells. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it kind of does. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like something like McKenzie, like pointing out Carl's sweat and his breath, you know, like, I don't know. Like that. I think that's a, we need to pay attention to that. Maya says to Sierra, I hope Lindsay is living her best life. How are you feeling to Sierra? And she goes, okay. It's just that Lindsay and Austin, it's so annoying. I'm like, damn, I just like him. Ah. And Maya says, you can't solve anything based off the rumor mill. Maya being a queen, somebody of reason, somebody to be respected, giving good, solid friend advice. New scene, Amanda tells Kyle, please drink water or you're going to pass out. And he goes, I'm never going to drink water. Carl looks like Prince Charming. Maya now is talking to that dude. Or no, no, Maya is talking to somebody, talking to Sierra, I think, and goes, yo, who's that? That black dude is with the arms. And Sierra's like, you want to go find him? And the black dude with the arms is the dude that Daniel's trying to say. So it's like Oliver. It's like perfect. Um, he's in this red tank top. Uh, Oliver and Sierra and Maya, they all meet. They all do a shot together. Danielle sees this, runs over. She's so excited. She's like, hey And they all do another shot. And Danielle is just thrilled. And I love when people are thrilled when people are getting along. I just love it. Um, and uh, Maya says, I'm going to come right back. I'm coming back right back. Oliver, right? Like she makes sure that she knows that he knows that she knows his name. Uh, Carl asks Mackenzie, what do you think so far? And she goes, it's a party. I don't know. Like Mackenzie... I don't think I don't think she's fitting in, but I could be wrong. Uh, so Adriana, no, Andre, <laughs> uh, Andrea, Adriana, Andrea and Paige. Uh, Paige goes, how, how are you doing? You aren't acting like yourself. He's like, you aren't. And then he does a shot with Luke and Austin. And you tell Paige is like perturbed or like, oh, but like, listen, Andrea's bombed. Let him have some space. Let him let him deal with them shit. He's bummed. He's bummed. She's probably not used to being turned down by anybody. Um, 
And Andrea says to Austin, he goes, I'm so happy you're here. You have no idea. Uh, Luke, um, or no, sorry, is it? Who calls oh, – Andrea calls Gabby. Remember Gabby from Winterhouse on FaceTime? Um, and Luke is like, what's up? And and I'll always wonder what happened to Gabby. I don't think she's in the next season of Winterhouse. I could be wrong. Um, but it's it's really – it's interesting. And we remember, we never got to see that Kyle storyline that they had promoted on Winterhouse. So I'm curious still about what happened there. Um, Austin and Lindsay are kissing in a corner. They're like – She's like, he goes, I kiss everyone on the lips. I just want you to know. And and they're like kissing. And Austin goes, I love you. And she goes, I love you too. And then we get still to come. And then we have a fucking huge rest of the season trailer, you guys. That is just bananas. This show to me is everything. It looks so good. So unfortunately, next week is off for Summer House. I hate to break that news to you. Um, but here's the cool thing next week, summer house comes back. It will never let us down. And then on that Tuesday, I will be on Sirius XM radio with Amy Phillips on reality checked to recap summer house. Of course, it will not be this in depth. So we'll still do an in-depth recap on so bad. It's good, but I will be there. So please tune in. And please let Amy Phillips, you know that you like me and that I, because, and, and I get to do it in studio. You guys, I get to go into the serious studios around real radio equipment. That is a dream come true. I grew up on radio. That is so neat. It's so much better than doing something on zoom. I'm so excited. Anyways, I love you guys. This is a jumbo episode, two hours and 11 minutes. What are we doing with our lives? Folks, I got to go try to find a way to record a audition for general hospital, the soap opera. So I'm going to go do that. And then uh, Patreon members, Gallery Girls were supposed to come out on Wednesday. It is Thursday. Gallery Girls will come out on Friday. Thank you for your patience. And me and Meditza Lopez are going to be doing our Real Houses of Miami recap as well. So we got a lot of stuff to work on, uh, to work on and to look forward to. And I hope you guys are having the best week ever. Thank you for all of your support. I will talk to you midday on Friday with our Real Housewives of Orange County recap. And you can listen to that over the weekend, and then we'll see you bright and early again on Monday morning, okay? Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Betches.